evening, fans, and welcome to tonight's coverage of Manual Football on Old Gold Radio. Welcome, Old Gold Radio fans, to Mount Washington, Kentucky. Along with John and David Wright, I'm Bez Frank. And tonight, the Manual Crimsons will try to put a credit hold on the Bullet East Chargers and keep them from banking a big win as the regular season winds down. Bullet East enters the game with a somewhat disappointing 4-4 four four record, but that record is a bit deceptive. The Chargers have clinched first place in District 4 at Class 4A, and last week they defeated the LaRue County Hawks to raise their district record to 3-0. Manny will be looking to continue the momentum that they started in last week's win against Butler. The Crimsons have also completed district play by finishing 2-1 in the tough District 3 of Class 6A. Tonight, John will push all the right buttons, Dave will make all the right calls, and I'll provide my frank analysis of all the action. Dave, we know that Bullet East has been up and down this year, but they're a very capable team. And on this Halloween night, this could be a scary game for the Crimsons. Yeah, Buzz, it could, it could be a very frightening night. Happy Halloween here from Mount Washington. The 6-2 manual Crimsons uh, travel to Bullet East and are uh, second to last game of the regular season, Buzz. You're right, Dave. And they've beaten some good teams. They had a tough loss early in the season to the DeSales Colts. And uh, you just wonder, this may be their last home game. They've honored the seniors tonight. Uh, they've got all of the seniors out here as captains, so you know it's going to be an emotional inspirational game. They've already clinched their district championship and uh, so this is a big game because they'd like nothing better than to knock off one of the big boys from Class 6A. Yeah, just uh, a young school that they've had a very successful program over the last 20 some odd years. Actually, I witnessed a, uh, a big playoff game here in 2005 as the Chargers knocked off Bowles County in the quarterfinals. And anybody knows anything about Kentucky High School football, all you have to say is name Boyle County and know what kind of success they've had. Right, there's a lot of good football play down in Boyle County because that's also the home of the Danville Admirals, and we know the history that they have in high school sports in Kentucky as well. So with that, uh, the captains are out on the field. Looks like Bullet East is going to receive the opening kickoff. Handshakes are being exchanged, and we're getting closer to kickoff here, and it is going to be a big game for for both teams, really. Manuel has to keep that momentum that they started again last week. Absolutely, and I've said that they're concentrating on tonight's game because uh, Bullet East is very capable of defeating us. Well, Manuel's in their white uh, crabs and jerseys with red pants, and uh, Bullet East, uh is very familiar, we see a lot of this here, red pants, white numbers, but this time they have gold numbers. Right, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Seneca uniforms of old before Seneca added the the uh, more gold and, and the black that they've added to their uniforms, but very traditional style uniform on the Bullet East Chargers. If I'm not mistaken, Mike Egan was a uh, former head coach of Seneca, and I think he moved out here to take over this uh, new program. I wonder if it has anything to do with it. A lot of similarities here. You're absolutely right. He was a coach of Seneca, and he had a really successful career out here at Bullet East, and the Chargers are coming onto the field. They've got a tunnel from their locker room out onto the field. Uh, the fans are getting ripped into some excitement. They're playing some rock music from the end zone. I guess that's rock. I'm not real sure. <laughs> it's been mostly country music in the in the warm-up period, but it's not now. A little mood music for kickoff, evidently. Well, they, they definitely embrace Friday nights out here. A lot of the uh, music and uh, the, the things leading up to the game were Friday night themed and Friday night, as you know, Dave, is high school football night in my book, not college football night. That'll be my last editorial comment for at least the next few minutes. <laughs> It'll always be football for me. High right. school football on Friday night. High school night. football on Friday night. 
Well, the Chargers look like they're already ready to receive the opening kickoff. And uh, Matt Burnett, name we called often this season, has the key in his hand and is set to get ready. One of the true heroes of this season for the Crimson's Matt Burnett, number six, uh, the place kicker who's made a habit up until last week of drilling kickoffs into the end zone. And uh, we'll see how he does tonight. And he's keeping the ball up at the 40-yard line. And we're really close to getting ready to start this game. I guess uh, the Crimson's will be defending the north goal if I have my sense of directions right. Close enough for me. Okay. Manual in their victory kickoff formation. And here we go. Burnett's kick. It's deep into the end zone, and that's going to be a touchback, so that's a good omen. Very good start. Matt Burnett back to his uh, kickoff plays. It's kind of a good thing, too. Travis Carroll, who's the uh, who, who plays on the right end on the kickoff coverage team, got a big head start on everybody and had to stop, which put him behind everybody on coverage. So, had Bullet East had a left return on for them, they may have gotten some running room, but Burnett solved all that by putting the ball in the end zone. It's going to be first down, 10 yards to go for the Chargers on their own 20-yard line. And, folks, we're underway. They'll line up in a car eye. We haven't seen much of that this year. Actually, it's an offset eye. Handoff is going to be a straight dive up the middle. to pick up about five yards on the carry. I believe that is number 26, Robbie Kurtzinger, a 6'1", 188-pound senior. Good yardage on that play on first down. Wayne Tuckson in on the tackle there for the Crimsons, and it's going to, like you said, Dave, it's going to be second and five for the Bullet East Chargers. That's, you can't give up five yards on first down. Let's see if we can set the lineup for you. Nick Brown at right defensive end, and uh, Emmanuel Belt at right defensive tackle, to Gerald Watson-Morton at left defensive tackle, and it looks like Cole Mosser at left defensive end. Going old school here with a wristbone. Kurt Singer again off right tackle. Again, some positive yardage. Picks up about four. We haven't seen much of that this season. No. We've seen a lot of spreads, but not a lot of just tight formations. Grounded out football, and in two plays, they've gained about eight yards. Looks like it's going to be third and one and a half to go for the first down. Linebackers Jamie Neekamp and T.J. Gritton, Wayne Tuckson. They're going to stick with the wishbone here on third and short. Bowls under center. And off then Kurt Singer cuts back inside, and he's got great yardage. Big run. The Chargers pick up about 10. That'll be a Charger first down after the 37-yard line. And he really could have broken that one. Uh, Wayne Hudson actually had to catch him from behind as he broke free. Manuel up close and tight on the goal on the uh, yard line trying to stop the first down play. And sometimes that'll break. Hudson saved that with a nice tackle, but it's first and 10 for the Chargers. The ball is on the 37-yard line. It says the uh, left side of the Crimson defense. Back to the wishbone, double tight ends, holes under center. Turns off this time the fullback straight up the middle. Just a quick burst up there by the fullback, and he got another, it looks like eight yards on first down. Nobody touched him until he was into the secondary. Kyle Ringer, another senior, 5'10", 192 pounds. So they keep things very simple out here and very, very effective early on. 10 no 5 to go, first quarter, no score. Second and one bullet at their own 45-yard line. They come out again in the wristband. Bowles, handoff this time over the left side. Both taking a fumble, and I think uh, the Crimson's have recovered at the 45. Depends on whether they're going to pull the pole. There was never a whistle, Buzz. 
They, they just, just kind of tweeted there at the end, so they were really scrapping for it. I'm not sure who they're giving the ball to. Looks like it's going to stay in Bullitty's hands, but they actually lost yardage. Uh, it was close, he was close to a first down before he did talk the ball up. It's going to be third and about two for Bullet East on their own 45, 45-and-a-half 45 yard line. Back to the wishbone again. That was Kyle Linder again on that carry. A big third down play here. Hand off again, Kurt Singer on the right side. He fights through. He's got, got a first down over midfield. Second effort got him to that first down as a couple Crimson's were hanging on. Daquan Green was in on the tackle, and it looked like uh, Gerald Watson-Morton also in on that tackle. And it's going to be first down right at midfield as the Chargers have moved the ball 30 yards on this drive already. Everything in between the tackles so far. And again, they'll stick with the wishbone. Randall in a 4-4-3. It's the handoff to Ranger again, the fullback straight up the middle. Not a hard running as he crosses into manual territory down to about the 44. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, and Bullet East has found something here. They're just pounding between the tackles that time right over center. And again, it took a host of Crimson to bring the ball carrier down as he just picked them up on his back and carried them. Uh, Cole Mosser in on that tackle. Jamie Neekamp, T.J. Gritton, all three in on that tackle. But it, it, it's just uh, a grind of that game so far for the Chargers. And only the fumble has slowed them down. Back to an offset eye. Actually, and he gets the hand off. Second man through is Kurt Singer. Crimson's defensive line does a better job of wrapping him up there at the line of scrimmage. It's going to bring up another third and short. Again, they actually jammed the blockers back into the ball carrier that time. Good job out on the on the left uh, defensive side there by the Crimson's. Evan Garrett in on that tackle along with Jamie Neekamp. And it's going to bring up third down and again short, third and one for Bullet East as they're inside manual territory and still driving. In the wish going. Back to Langer, the pullback. And I think he's got another first down. That's the manual 40 down around the 39-yard line. A tough two yards, but he only needed one for that first down. And you're right, Dave. That's another first down for the Bullet East Chargers. They're already in the manual territory and driving. Ball placed at the 39-yard line. First and 10 for the Chargers. Knee camp and Britton in on that tackle again. Manuel making some substitutions along the defensive line to drill Watson Morton back in. Already down to 7.15 to go in the first quarter. Another handoff is to Kirk Singer. He dances around right tackle. Not going to be brought down until he picks up about 8 yards. Just a nice hole between the right guard and the right offensive tackle. And he went down there. Looked like Garrity in on that tackle again, along with Travis Carroll from the safety position. And when your safeties and linebackers are making all of your tackles and it's five yards downfield, you're giving up too much positive yardage for the offense. And it's going to bring up second and about five. They're very conservative and so far very successful on the ground. They've ready themselves to the wish on this time. It's a handoff again to Langar. And again, he picks up three to four yards. Hard to tell from this vantage point, Buzz, whether he's got another first down or not. You're right. From the angle that we've got, it looks like he's going to be just a bit shy of the first down. It's going to bring up third down, but still only, it looks like, less than one yard to go for the first down. And Bullet East is really, really pounding the ball. And you're right, Dave. This, this wishbone is something we haven't seen, and it's thrown Manuel off guard a little bit. It's a far cry from the spread offense we've faced most of the season. That's right. Tight splits among the linemen. 
Hand off again to Kurtzinger. He's in the secondary. Flags are down. They work, continue to work off white tackle, but there's a flag down just where you think there might be a hold. And this might be the break the Crimson's need to stop this drive. And it indeed is a hold. Nice effort by Cole Mosser to come up with that tackle. He actually had been blocked, shed the blocker, and did a good job to come back and make the tackle after the first down would have been made. But you're right, Dave, it's coming back. And, and this is going to put the Chargers in their first, third, and long situation. So we'll see if Crimson defense can take advantage of this break. Number 57, Jamie Niekamp, checks in for Mosser. Defensive backs for the Crimson's, number 28, Travis Carroll, number 8, Laquan Grain, and number 16, Josh Redding. A little shuffling going on this week in the Crimson secondary as Carroll's moved from the corner to the safety spot. This time the Chargers come out with a wide receiver, and they send Kurt Singer in motion before a timeout is called. Bullet East is going to take their first timeout. They wanted to make sure they've got a promising drive going, and they want to make sure that they don't... Uh, Waste it and that they do have the right call called in, so they've called timeout. So we'll set the clock. It's, it's already down to five minutes and 34 seconds left in the first quarter. Score still nothing to nothing. Manuel has yet to get their hands on the football, and Bullet East has controlled it from the opening kickoff when they, that was a touchback, and from their own 20 yard line, they punched the ball into Manuel territory. So this is very much unlike the games we've seen, Dave, with so many, so many balls being thrown around. This game's going very quickly so far. That's the thing about running the ball every down, the, the clock doesn't stop unless the timeout is called or a running back is pushed out of bounds. But most of the plays have been inside the tackles. So they've they stuck strictly with the power game tonight so far. But and, it is third and 11. And it does shorten the game, which would favor, you would think, the 4A school, who, who may not have the numbers as the 6A school has. So by shortening the game, keeping the clock running, uh, it's actually going to favor the Bullet East Chargers, especially since they're making so many big chunks of yardage. Still three receivers in the backfield. More of a spread formation. Kurtzinger coming most to the left. The rating two is a wide out. It looks like they're selling the screen back to the weak side, and then do indeed they do. Rating seven on the reception. Taylor Ramirez. Very well set up play. Travis Carroll diagnosed it. Made the tackle, but still a pretty nice gain on that of about six yards, but not nearly enough for the first down. It's going to bring up the first fourth down of the game, and it's going to be fourth and about five for Bullet East. The ball is right on the, just inside the 35-yard line of Manuel, and it looks like they're in four-down territory, Dave. I think they're going for it. And uh, Matthew Bowles, the quarterback for uh, Bullet East, did a great job of selling the weak side screen. He really did. Redding made a great break on the ball to keep it for only a five or six yard game. Running back in the backfield, Kurtzinger comes in motion. Bowles again rolls to his left. Great protection. Throws deep, but he's got a man. Down for first down yardage. So Bullity shows they can throw it as well. They've been running the ball, but on the last two plays, they made up more than the 11 yards they needed for the first down with two passing plays. And that's the first down. Tucks it in on that tackle as, as he was out in coverage from his linebacking position, but that puts the that puts the Bullet East Chargers pretty well deep inside of Manuel territory, and they're threatening now. It's first and ten for the Chargers. 4:30 remaining here, first quarter. Bullet East with the ball in the Manuel 23. One receiver wide right to pitch back to Kurtzinger as he sweeps the right side of the field. It's going to be cut down. Just beyond the line of scrimmage, maybe a pickup of one or two. Buzz, uh, the defense did a great job of stringing that play out. They absolutely did. Uh, they 
managed to run them straight to the sidelines. That was the old student body right sweep that you are familiar from the Southern California uh, teams of O.J. Simpson and Marcus Allen, and it, it was just strung out. Neekamp did a nice job from his left defensive end position, and Jamie Neekamp came in to make the tackle, but it was Neekamp who spread it out, did a really good job of stringing that thing out. So it's going to be second and nine for the Chargers. Boladista lines up at a nine. This time it's a handoff straight up the middle of the lead guard. He's got great guardage just straight up the middle. The dive from the fullback's been very successful so far tonight. That may be another first down Boladista. Again, the interior of the manual defense just getting... Uh, beat up with these quick traps and quick moves, quick dives that Bullet East is, is using and big chunks of yardage. It's first it's first down right outside the 10-yard line. It's not first and goal, first and 10, but Bullet East is definitely knocking on the door in the red zone. What an impressive opening drive here for Bullet East. It sure is. This time they come out in an eye formation. One receiver splits wide left. Hand off again. Uh, actually, it's a counter to Hertzinger breaks one tackle, two, or he's finally brought down, it looks like, around the five-yard line. Now, the Crimson's actually hit him at the line of scrimmage. He's spun free of one. Uh, then Mosser had a shot at him and couldn't bring him down, and, and finally it took a host of Crimsons, including Camp and uh, Redding, to be able to make the tackle. That's a pickup of about a four to bring up second and six at the manual eight-yard line. Well, they've gotten away from the wishbone here as they stick with the eye formation and send one receiver out. Hand off again to Kurt Singer, the second man through, and it's nothing doing there. Manuel had that one diagnosed right away. Well, this time, this time the Crimsons were ready and got in. They take the dive to the fullback, and Nick Brown actually came in from his right defensive end position and for a slant off guard, showed his quickness and was able to wrap up the ball carrier before he got any momentum. The rest of the Crimson defensive line made their impact felt, and slight loss of yardage on that play for the Chargers. Going to bring up third and about seven. Two minutes to go here in the first quarter, and the Crimson offense has yet to take the field. Big third down play. There's been several of them here on this drive. Bullet East has converted every time but once, and on fourth they converted. Foles, play action pass. He's looking deep in the end zone. In and out of the hands of Zach McCarthy. Pretty good coverage there. Emmanuel uh, Secondary had pretty good coverage there as he threw to the back of the end zone. Travis Carroll cut in front of the ball. The ball was thrown high, and the tall bullet east receiver had a shot at the ball, but it went off his hands. Uh, pretty nice ball fake there by the bullet east quarterback in order to give himself some time and freeze the linemen and linebackers. The good coverage by the safety, Travis Carroll. It's going to be fourth down and seven yards to go for bullet east, and they're going to try a field goal, number Josh, 16. Josh Smith set the kick here. There's a snap. This one should be blocked. It somehow, some way, gets away. And Josh Smith's kick is good. It looked like Nick Brown could have picked where he wanted to block that one, but somehow the ball got around him. I think it just went right right between his, his arms, just over his helmet. I don't know how he missed it either, Dave. But, but uh, Bullet East gets on the board. It's 3 to nothing with 1 minute and 48 seconds left to go in the first quarter, and Manuel will just now be getting their hands on the ball for the first time. Just an amazing uh, play. Nick Brown it, it broke through so quickly. He was chasing the snap back to the holder, and somehow, some way, they got to kick off, and it's three nothing. Well, it is Halloween, and we are in Mount Washington, so I'm sure Nick is thinking, how'd that ball get past me? <laughs> we'll call that our first trick of the night. Now, hopefully, there'll be some treats left now for the Crimson's as they they trail three to nothing. 
Travis Carroll and Marcus Helm are set to receive the kickoff. Scoring grab for the uh, Chargers was 10 minutes and 12 seconds. They ate up a lot of clock on that draft. Caleb Noel set the kick here, 5'11", 140 pounds junior for the Chargers. Boy, talk about playing keep away. Oh, really? That's, uh, that's, that was just a great job of, like I said, shortening the game. Kick, it's going to be very short. Fielded at about the 20. Decent return by the Crimson's down the left sideline. And he crosses the field, field across the 40. D.J. Hawkins returns still on the seat. Finally, Davis is out of bounds at the Bullet East 31-yard line. I think Bullet East was trying to keep the ball away from the Crimson deep men because they know the speed that's back there. But D.J. Hawk, as we called his number all year, is certainly no slouch at running the football. And he took an opportunity and turned it into a huge kickoff return. And hopefully this is going to jumpstart the Crimsons and so that they can lay the wood to the Chargers now. It's going to be first and 10 for Manuel at the 34 Charger yard line. And that play only took nine seconds, so Manuel quick strike versus the Chargers' long drawn out drive. Manuel comes out in a shotgun, four receivers to the right, Craig Piercy to the left, Harness going to take you out and run on the quarterback draw as he crosses about the 30, runs out of bounds at the Bullet East 28 yard line. I tell you what, Buzz, on that kickoff, uh, notice they had snuck DJ uh, e. Hawkins in one of the short backs. We used to see him as the kick returner. We are, and that obviously the, the uh, Crimson coaches paid attention to some scouting reports with the game films, saw the Bullet East might try a short kick, and when they did, they kicked it right to DJ Hawk, and I'd just as soon have the ball in his hands as anybody on the Crimson team. Well, after uh, Harness's scramble, picks up seven of the second and three, the ball, the Bullet East 27-yard line, but they stick with the spread formation here, and Harness out of shotgun. We have not seen much of that so far this season. Harness. Throw out of the flat to right. Good blocking, and this one gets inside the 20. New receiver there for Crimson's in the 22. So that's going to be a first down for Manuel as the ball gets down to the 16 yard line. It's going to be first and 10, Manuel. And, and Manuel, apparently, they didn't want us to feel like we were getting left out not seeing any spread offenses, so. The Crimsons are coming out with a spread offense of their own. D.J. Hawk lines up next to Harness on the shotgun. Three receivers left. And it's going to be a draw to D.J. Hawk. And he's stuck right at the line of scrimmage. He's got his legs cut out from underneath him by Lingard. Yeah. He also plays fullback. Nice, nice uh, tackle out of the linebacker position there. Just came blitzing through, and Hawk had nowhere to go. And you're right, Dave. He got his legs taken that far. And actually, he managed to have enough forward momentum to get the ball right to the uh, line of scrimmage. Maybe lost about a foot. We're going to call it second, and we'll call it ten and a half for Manuel as they've got the ball on the 16-and-a-half-yard line of the Bullet East Chargers. That's going to minute to go, first quarter. A well-rested Manuel offense is now on the field. You're right, Jared they've Woodmore. had a week and a quarter. <laughs> Jerry Woodmore on a split wide left, along with P.J. Hawk, and our mystery man number 22. Tyler Ford by himself, split wide to the right. Harness looking left the whole way. Off the middle, you see it after he throws the ball. Looking for Woodmore in the end zone, and just over thrown a touch. They'll bring it third and 11. I think he had Woodmore if he'd have gotten the ball down, but he tried to put a little air underneath it, and that was the one he needed to zip. Woodmore broke in front. Pretty good coverage by the Charger defense, but Woodmore, with his height, was in front of the defensive back from the Chargers. 
And he could have, could have brought that one in, but it's going to bring up third and 11. Manuel in four down territory, or field goal territory. So long time for this play to be brought in from the sideline, and they better hurry to get this one off. This time, Harness will work under center. No, he won't. He stays in the shotgun. Four receivers left. Pierce to the right. Harness takes the snap under heavy pressure. He's going to be buried at about the 25-yard line. The Chargers sold out on the blitz. I don't know if Manuel had a screen and didn't even sustain their blocks long enough, but the only lineman in the backfield with Harness that time was Connor Lass. He couldn't take on all four of the Chargers that were coming, so on the last play of the first quarter, Manuel loses about six yards, and that's going to put the Crimson field goal try in jeopardy. We'll see what they do when we come back to start the second quarter, but... At the end of the first quarter, in somewhat of a surprise, it's Bullet East 3, Manual nothing. Ball is going to be on the Manual 24-yard line. Actually, the Bullet East 24. Yeah, that's right, the Bullet East 24. Well, actually, this now, since we're in the second quarter, would be the Manual 24, <laughs> but they will take the ball to the other end of the field. So we're looking at, uh, you're looking at about a 42-yard field goal if Manual chooses to kick it, certainly within Matt Burnett's range. We'll see what looks like the Crimson offense is. Now, I believe the Crimson's are going to kick the field goal, Dave. I don't know exactly what happened on that play there, but it looks like the, the Bullies defensive line was back on uh, Hardest before he had a chance to even look at a receiver. Absolutely. That's what made me think it may have been a screen where they were just supposed to rush block and then set up a screen, but you've got to at least slow the momentum, and it looks like number 91 Brzezinski's going to try the field goal. He's demonstrated some leg strength this year as well. And so Manuel looking to tie the game up. It's going to be about a 41-yard field goal attempt by Matt Brigginski, number 91 of the Crimsons. Craig Pearson will hold. This may be a fake. And before we can start the second quarter, the officials have thrown the play dead. I think they have the yard uh, markers set incorrectly. And indeed they do because somehow we gained a few yards there on the on the flip flop of uh, the down marker marked the ball properly, but instead of fourth and 15, the way the chains were, it was going to be fourth and about 10. So Matt Brzezinski is on to a template. It's called a 38-yard field goal here. Number 72 over the ball is a long snapper. Snap. Kick. It's straight away, but short. Kick will fail. Pretty nice kick by Bogensky. It just didn't have the, the strength to get over the crossbar. It looked like it was straight. Fell just a little bit short. So Manuel's first drive comes up short, just like the field goal did. And so with 11.55 left in the second quarter, it's Bullet East 3, Manuel nothing, and Bullet East comes back out, and you expect them to grind it out again. That's exactly what we didn't want to do is give a ball control team like Bullet East the lead and the ball back without putting any points on the board. The great kickoff return gave Manuel an excellent opportunity to score. Right, they had really good field position and moved the ball even closer, but couldn't get it into the end zone. The police will take over on the 40 after the touchback, and they go to an offset high. It's a handoff again to Legard. No, actually, they said uh, it's the Kurtzinger. I don't know exactly what's called it. It was an ugly-looking option. If it was one, they faked the bat to... Lingar, the uh, fullback, and then there's more or less a handoff outside the cursing, and that was well read for no game. Number 57, Jamie Neekamp, just beat his block and was right there to make the tackle. Actually, Bullet East lost the yard. It's going to be second and 11, so maybe that's the wake-up call the Crimson defense needed, but whatever. 
Here come the Chargers again. 11-20 left in the second quarter. They're leading three to nothing. Stick with the power out. Actually, it's just an eye formation with the man flanked to the left. Play action pass. Bowles looks deep. He's got a man at about the 50. And oh! Drain got beaten there, but actually he was recovered enough to knock them all down. Or actually, I think Zach McCarthy, the intended receiver, looked like he spiked the ball away from himself. It, that, yeah, it, it did. It almost looked like he was trying to break up the pass instead of bring it down. And he was clearly open. And like you said, he beat Drain and hit him by about three steps. And he's a pretty tall receiver and went up over Drain and had the ball in his hands. But then his, I don't know if he was trying to pull it down or what, but it, he just almost threw it to the ground. Broke for Manuel. That would have been a big first down for Bullet East. Instead, it's third down and 11. That'll loosen up the main linebackers a bit. Big play here for the Crimson defense. Bullet East sticks with the eye formation, but they do send one receiver wide. Kirksinger is going motion to the left. Flags are down, so this could be a delay of game. Yeah, we'll see. If it's a delay of game, I, I'm somewhat... Yeah, it is. I'm somewhat surprised. It didn't seem like they took any longer on that play than some of the other <laughs> plays that have already been been run tonight, but that's going to pin Bullet East back at about their own 14-yard line, so it's going to be four, or third down, excuse me, third, third and 16. Ball on the 14-yard line, so a stop here for Manuel will give them good field position again, and again, like you said, Dave, against a ball control team, you can't let them start rolling up first downs. Trey Ferris has checked in at safety for the Crimson. It's good to see him back in, in the game. Kirk Singer again, motions to left. Foles takes a snap, rolls, looking deep. And this one is going to be caught by McCarthy. I think he's going to be short of the first down, but a nice-looking catch. Matthew Bowles has got a, he's got a nice arm on him there. He drilled that one. I think he's standing near his own goal line when he let that one loose. Yeah, he had some nice zip on it, and you're right about the catch. It was a nice leaping one-handed catch. He had to reach behind himself to pull it in because the ball was thrown a little bit behind him, but good defense there, and you're right about seeing Ferris in. It's good to see him back. Had his troubles with, his, with injury issues this year. Hopefully he's through all of that. Very Fourth down for the Chargers, and they're going to punt it away. A very, very odd-looking punt formation by Bullard East. They send three receivers to the wide side of the field. Bowles is in the shotgun. Andy Piercy is set deep to return. And Manuel puts on heavy pressure. Piercy fields it at the 42, and with the fair catch, the Crimson's will get their only second possession of the night. 10-18 remaining in the second quarter. Bullard East leads 3 nothing. I was watching the official back by the punter as Manuel put good pressure on him. He actually called the... Uh, one of the manual rushers actually tipped the football because they did run into the punters. No flag was thrown, and the official was making a signal that they had tipped the ball. So there's a good break for Manuel. Is that good rush? Makes the kick short. Ball's on the 42-yard line of the Crimson's. Good field position again, and they come straight to the sideline and go back into that spread offense. Harness at quarterback, Hawk beside him in the backfield. Surprise, surprise. It is Halloween. Harness takes Hand off and hands it directly to DJ Hawk. And he's all the way into the secondary in the Bullet East territory. That's a manual first down at the Bullet East 41 yard line. Great run there by DJ Hawk. Good blocking up front. Number 57, Jamie Neekamp, spending a lot of time on the field tonight as he's going both ways. Connor Wise threw a good block on that. Looks like number 50, Casey Barnes, is also in the lineup tonight for the Crimson's on the offensive line. We'll try to set the other players as we go. It's been hard to get a good read on, on the players as the Crimson's have shuffled the lineup a little bit. Stick with that shotgun. Three receivers to the left side. Another handoff to Hawk. And he's got right time again buzzing. He's got his legs cut out from the underneath of him immediately as soon as he got the handoff. Now the Bullet East uh, 
linebackers, when they come through, if they get hit at all, they just go low and start submarining the manual ball carriers. And uh, for somebody like D.J. Hawk, that's tough because he's used to using his shoulder and driving into the tackler and knocking them back. And this way, they just take his legs out from underneath him, and it makes it a little bit tougher. It also uh, calls for a lot of bruised shins on Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. You hope there's no hyperextension of the knee. Master and Piercy check in, and Master will take the slot to the left. Manuel in space with the shotgun. Harness looks to his left. Gets his man at the 40. Cuts back. Dances for about three yards. That's going to bring up third and long. And then that's number 22. Now, Dave, I'm, I'm just speculating a little bit here, but we haven't seen James Clay's number out there all night long. I wonder if maybe something happened to his white number 12 jersey, and he's wearing number 22. That, that could, mystery could be solved, or it could be a Halloween costume. Very, very possibly. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. It, it, I haven't heard anything that said Clay was hurt. We do know Donovan Washington is not in uniform tonight. Harness rolls to his right on a shotgun. Got good protection this time. He's just going to take down a run. He may have a first down, and he does. They split three receivers out. Harness out of the shotgun. He had B.J. Hawk in the block. Hawk actually got a good block on the linebacker. And Joey just decided to suck it and take up the first down. That was the right decision as Bullet East dropped back into coverage that time instead of blitzing. So uh, it's going to bring up a first down for the Crimsons as they're again moving the football. It's first and ten manual. There's eight minutes and 20 seconds left in the second quarter. Bullet East still leads three to nothing. This time four receivers to the left. One to the right, Harness all by himself out of the shotgun. Takes a snap, rolls to his left, looking, looking, looking. He's got a man, he juggles it, and it's intercepted. It is indeed intercepted right there by number 26, Robbie Kirksinger. He also doubles his cornerback. Yeah, the receiver bobbled it, Kirksinger jumped on it. And the Crimson's been pulled again for their second series of the night. DJ Hawks been a good wide, good receiver from the back, his backfield position all year long, but he committed the Cardinal sin that time of letting the ball hit his pads instead of going out and getting it with his hands. When the ball hit his pads, it did bounce up and was intercepted. So Bullet East takes over, and I see number 12 on the sideline now. So obviously I was wrong about number 23. <laughs> exactly eight minutes to go, second quarter. It's still Bullet East three, manual nothing. They have got the ball at their own 19-yard line, first and 10. This time, no receivers as they go back to Kurtzinger, who just made the interception. He grinds off left tackle, picks up about two. Is they're determined to play blood and guts football for the most part tonight. Good job on that play. Actually, Trey Ferris up from the safety position to make the tackle along with number 45, Jamie Meekamp. It's going to bring up a second and about seven yards to go for Bullet East. Ball's on their own 22-yard line. Time the Chargers are more of an offset. Well, actually, it's a wishbone. And it's play action pass. No, actually, it's not. Both very deceptive there out of the wishbone. It was a handoff to Lingard, the fullback. Nothing doing there as the Crimson's interior line stopped that one to bring up third and long. That quick dive to the fullback is a staple of the wishbone. You establish uh, the, whole, the whole wishbone offense operates off that quick dive. The quarterback can either give it to him or fake it. And if they can't stop the dive, he'll just hand it to him all night long. But a good job by the interior there, Emmanuel Belt to Gerald Watson-Morton as they stuck that play right at, for just a little bit of a game. It's going to be third down and six. This time they send one receiver to the left. Kurt Singer in motion to the left. Bowles rolls to his left. Good penetration there, kind of pressure. He's going to tuck it down. He's going to be shoved right out of the bounds of the Bullet East sideline. 
No flag yet. Good penetration and pursuit by Nick Brown, but Bowles was able to get around him, and then there's a very late flag on the sideline. I know as Bowles went out of bounds, he was hit by a manual player, and no flag happened at that time, but could have been some, some drawing on the sideline over there, so we'll see what's going on. It also looks like there may be a player down. This is going to be a dead ball foul. And we'll see how the call goes. Maybe a sideline warning. Sideline warning. And it looks like a, an appropriate call in that case because uh, couldn't really, we do have a player down on the far side. I don't know if it's a Clemson or a Charger. About the 20-yard line of Bullet East. It looked like the manual uh, training staff raced across the field. So I'm, I'm thinking it's probably a Clemson. So the, the officials are going to call timeout while the player's down. And obviously we can't speculate. We don't even know who it is. We'll let you know as soon as we find out. But uh, the Bullet East sideline erupted when the manual player hit Bowles as he was going out of bounds. And uh, fortunately for Manuel, he had not stepped out of bounds yet. And so it was a legal, legitimate hit. Good, clean play. And it brings up fourth and five. At the Bullet East 25, and there's a mass confusion here. Bullet East sends in the punt, the punt team. Mandel scrambles to send in the punt return team. Bowles out of a shotgun here, and there's a very, very strange-looking formation they work out of. Bowles takes a snap. It's a punt, almost blocked. No flag. And Chris, he fumbles the punt, and it's recovered by Bullet East at the 38. And we have a flag down on the on the kick. It may be a rough on the kicker. That one went bad for the Crimson's for the word goal. Well, anything that could go wrong in this play did go wrong. Manuel obviously rushed the punter that time. They got a hand on the last one. They didn't touch this one. And then Piercy made a really ill-advised play by trying to catch that ball on the run. It was a wobbly end-over-end kick. And he came charging in, and the ball hit off of his uh, uh, thigh pad. And when it did, it bounced straight to his left. And there were three chargers over there like they knew the ball was coming that way. So they will, of course, decline the penalty and, and gain excellent field position all the way down to manual 48. So just when the defense made a great stop, special teams, the chargers are a big favor here for giving them the ball back. They already trail 3 nothing midway through the second quarter. So here on Halloween night, the, the goblins are out as... as uh, or the Gremlins, I guess, as Manuel seems to be shooting themselves in the foot. Bullet East takes over, first and ten on the Manuel 48-yard line. They're in business in Manuel territory, 6.35 to go in the half. And they'll go right back to their uh, wishbone formation. Holds back under center. And hand off to the fullback. And he drives the whole Manuel line back and forth back about seven yards. Grimsel on a great run. A lot of Crimson's in on that tackle. Emmanuel Belt in there again. To Gerald Watson Morton in on that tackle. Cole Mosser in on that tackle. Brings up second and fourth. Emmanuel 43 yard line. That was just a strong run. The bullet east looks very impressive out of his wishbone. It's some old school football. This time out of the far eye. Again, it's going to be hand off the coach in there, and this time he's got nothing doing there. He's going to be stuck for a loss, maybe of about two. Well, on that tackle. Along with Nick Brown, Nick Brown just stuffed everything, and he was the first player to it, and everybody else joined in. Nick Brown, who's played a whale of a game every game this year, uh, just beat his blocker, made a great play on that, and Gritton came in and cleaned up with a good hard hit to follow up, and they drove the ball carrier backwards. Going to bring up the big third down for Bullet East. It looks like it's about third and four. 
Ball on the 42-yard line of the Crimsons. Well, this game is going. This may be four-down territory. Back to the offset. What's uh, a weird formation? We'll call it the wishbone. This one's stuck right at the line of scrimmage. They may give him two on that. Kind of a broken wishbone, Dave. Uh, you're right. It was kind of strange in the backfield. But again, the key is that pullback dive out of that wishbone offense. And that time, Manuel stopped it pretty well. Again, the interior... They're getting their names called more often uh, than they have most of the season because of the spread offense. But Gerald Watson Morton, Jamie Newcamp, Blake Friedenberger, all in on that package. Here we are, fourth and two at the manual 41. And it's, again, it looks like, more like a broken bone formation here as they try Bowles has the bark, the Crimson's offside, nothing doing. And it's going to be a handoff to the fullback on the counter play. He may score. And he does. Bears tripped him up, but he was able to stumble and dive into the end zone. Just a really well executed play. And that's a touchdown for Bullet East. So with 431 left in the first half, Bullet East has scored a touchdown. That makes it Bullet East 9, nine or nothing. And then the Crimson defense has just been an awfully long time on the field tonight when they when they've made a stop, the offense or the special teams have given the ball back, and it's just at it, some point in time when you're out there that long, you are gonna have a breakdown. So we'll see what they can do with the extra point. Little league uh, that was nothing more than a cross buck play out of the out of the wishbone. Zach McCarthy went forty one yards down the left sideline. And again in those short yardage situations, it's difficult once you break the plane or line of scrimmage, you've broken past almost the whole defense, and that's what happened. Bullet East with that uh, extra point deal where they all line up on one side and then come over right before the snap. And the Crimson's jump off sides. And that'll give Bullet East an opportunity to move the ball closer to the goal line in case they choose to go for, for a two-point conversion. And you would think that with the way they've been running that pullback dive, well, actually, they declined the penalty. Bowles will hold for Josh Smith. Chargers going to push the lead out to 10-0. The theory on that is, is if you get too close to the goal post, you have to get the ball up too quick to get it over, I think. That was high. But the kick is good. 431 remaining in the first half. And Bullet 10, Daniel 0. So the fans here out in Mount Washington are excited as their Bullet East Chargers have lit up the scoreboard and driven the ball down Daniel's throat to a 10 nothing lead. As Bullet East has controlled this game from the opening kickoff. They took the opening kickoff. Uh, they went into the end zone. They started with their own 20-yard line, pushed the ball down the field, got a field goal. They traded a few drives, mainly turned the ball over a couple of times, and then Bullet East took it in again. 4.31 left to go in the half. Bullet East 10, manual nothing. And we're going to see uh, Hawk goes back to his familiar deep position this time. Along with Marcus Helm, number 26. And we're missing a man on the, on the return team on the front line. They're finally sending Paul Mosser. The short men this time, we know that B.J. Hawk had a nice return as a short man, Travis Carroll and Josh Redding. Caleb No has it teed up. Angle certainly have had their opportunities to get on the board on the board here when they've had the football. They certainly have, and it, it's just uh, certainly the spread offense has been something different, and it's moved the ball, but they have popped it up. Here's the kick, knuckleball. He's got it at the 25. 
Again, it's Josh Redding on the return. He's going to get it up to the 34-yard line. Tell you what, I don't know if Josh Redding plays baseball or not, but he made a really nice scoop. Uh, it looked like a, a first baseman scooping a low throw from the shortstop or even the shortstop catching a short hop. Either way, he scooped it up and made positive yardage, but really good coverage because on a low line drive pitch like that that skips right to the return man, your uh, coverage people don't have a lot of time to get down, and they stop that. Mainly does have the ball in good field position with the 34. First and 10, 426 left to go in the half. James Clay checks in in the back end behind D.J. Huff. It's a handoff off left tackle. Huff again is cut down his line of scrimmage. Maybe a game of about one. Not much there for Huff as he had to kind of make a shuffle step to get to the opening in the, in the line and then make a dive forward. And, and you're right, Dave. He got one yard, so it's going to be second and nine for Manuel. And that's the first time they've been in their uh, split tee that they've favored most of the season this year. Uh, no need to panic, only down 10 nothing. man. He needs to go back to their basic offense, and maybe he knows. They can, they're certainly capable of breaking off a long run. Oh, sure. And this time it's a handoff to Clay. He comes off left back, and he's going to be stripped up the line of scrimmage and stopped after a game of about one. That'll bring up third, and uh, we'll call it eight. Number 58, Brad Rolletter, threw a block to try to spring Clay, but he didn't sustain it long enough, and the Bullitties charger was able to turn him back to the inside where he could get help from the spins. So it's going to be third and about seven for Manuel. And you're right, Dave, about Manuel being able to start quickly. But also, uh, you would think that with the numbers that Manuel has of players going both ways, like you called in other games this season, they can wear Bullet East down. But you can't let Bullet East get too far ahead before you wear them down. They stick with the split T formation. Helm, flank to the left. Harness, hands off to play. Play handed off to Helm, and that's going to be stopped right at the line of scrimmage. That's that inside reverse that's worked well for Manuel most of the year. That time it looked like Bullet East scattered the play very well and knew what was coming, and they did a really nice job. Helm picked up about a yard, but that's going to make it fourth down and six. And be fourth and six for the Crimsons. The ball is on their own 38-yard line. Duncan Hunt, Pope is on the punt. I really thought they would go to Woodmore on that third and long, but what do I know about football? <laughs> that's why we're up here. Pope waits a snap, a low snap. It's just going to be a traditional kick, and that almost had a chance to be blocked. It's yep. a good manual roll all the way down inside the Bullet East 20-yard line. Really nice job by Pope, Dave. I, as a former center, that wasn't just a low snap. That was a terrible snap. It uh, just didn't really have much on it getting back there. It didn't spiral, and Pope did a great job of hanging on to it, being calm, and getting the kick off in the face of a pretty furious rush. And got a nice kick and a nice roll out of it. So with 2.20 left in the half, Bullet East leads 10 to nothing. And they have the ball again. Looks like it's just inside their 20-yard line. So they've proven they can go 80 yards already in this game. They stick with the par eye. It's a lead to Kurtzinger. It's going to pick up a couple of nothing much. After that, we'll call it second and about eight. Good job there, Jamie Newcamp. Number 57, Blake Friedenberger in on that tackle as well. Emmanuel Belt did a good job of breaking up the uh, offensive line surge and stopping them so that the linebackers and defensive end could come in and converge on the tackle. It's going to be second down, gain of about two, eight to go for a first down. Bullet East with the ball right on the 20-yard line now. Under two minutes to go. 
That's an offset uh, wishbone. And Bowles on the bootleg. Bowles is right. He's going to be stuck. It was Travis Carroll on the tackle. Yeah, Travis Carroll came up and hit him really hard just as Wayne Tuxen got to him from the back. Uh, and they made a sandwich out of him, and it was a really nice tackle to stop him short. Manuel's going to take a timeout in hopes of stopping Bullitties here on third down and getting the ball back with an opportunity to score in the half. Bullitties very capable of running the ball and running uh, the timeout for the half. Minute 31 left. Bullitties with the ball now on about their 24-yard line. It's going to be third down and about five yards to go for a first down. Well, Dave, it looks like the... The drive out here to Mount Washington just sapped some of the energy out of the Crimson's. Either that or they're waiting to go get some candy or something after the game. <laughs> they're playing like homecoming, that's for sure. I'm telling you, it's, uh, and they've got to wake up. We know that Bullet East over the years has, has knocked off some really major programs, and this is their big night. It's their senior night, and they've certainly come, come out here fired up. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Manuel is... Uh, thinking that, well, this is a little 4A school, and the players are thinking that we can just walk all over this 4-4 four four team, but Bullet East has improved dramatically as the season's gone along, and uh, they're making their presence felt tonight. Back to live action here. Bullet East has send, send out one receiver, Nathan Brooks, to the wide side of the field. Manuel's defensive line shifts as Bowles takes a short drop. They're going to set up the screen, and this could go for a long ways. But luckily, look at Travis Carroll on the tackle. That looked like it. Actually, that was Wayne Tuxton on the tackle. That, he had a miles and miles of run because he had the entire deep offensive line in front of him. That was good for a first down. The other, the other ten players owe a debt of gratitude to Wayne Tuxton because he, he saved the touchdown. He didn't get the final tackle because he couldn't wrap up the ball carrier. But without him, that had touchdown written all over it. As it is, it's a first down, and now Bullet East has an opportunity to continue down the field or at least run out the clock on the half. Surprise, surprise. Empty backfield, Bowles out of the shotgun. He's looking deep over the middle. Got a man that can't hang on. And number 87 paid the price on that as Jamie Neeskamp lowered his shoulder and just knocked him down after he dropped the ball. And that's one of those things I'm sure the Bullet East coaches will tell him, son, you're going to get hit anyway. You might as well catch the football. I think that's the second time tonight. He's been very tentative around the football in the secondary. And that was a break for Manuel because he had it actually after he dropped the ball. He took a step before Newton knocked him down. And that would have been another charge of first down. Second and ten. Bowles again out of the shotgun. Looking deep down the left sideline. Carroll with great coverage. Able to get a hand on it and knock it down. That's going to bring up third and, third, third and ten. Well played football by Carroll on that play as he just covered the receiver put his body in front of him as he's done all season long and it became like a basketball rebound and he had the inside position. The only way the Bullet East receiver could have gotten that ball was to push off and he didn't. Manuel knocked the ball down. It's going to bring up a third down and ten for Bullet East. Exactly one minute to go first half. Bowles again takes a deep drop setting up the screen and somehow the catch is made and this is going to be good for a first down number 82. Nathan Brooks on another receiver screen, slipped the tackle and picked up another first down. Good penetration by Mosser onto the quarterback that time, but the screen worked well because Manuel missed a couple tackles on that play. Looked like Texan again in on the tackle, along with Evan Garrity, number 32. Goes back to throw again. He's looking down the side, and this is going to be picked off by Travis Carroll. Jamie D. Kemp got a hand on it, and Kemp goes and 
Got it at the 25 yard line, so a nice and well needed turnover by Manuel. Just a well played ball all the way around. Uh, you're right, Jamie Neekman played that ball almost as perfectly as a linebacker could play. Got back to his hook zone, read the eyes of the quarterback, broke on the ball, did everything right except chuck the ball in when he got it. But then Travis Carroll played the tip drill just like they work on every day in practice, came down with the football. Manual in business with an opportunity to score 46 seconds left at their own 35, first and 10. Calling Derek Woodmore. <laughs> I'm with you. Harness out with shotgun. Looking deep. He's under heavy pressure. He gets one away, and it's almost caught by Woodmore across the 50-yard line. Harness was under heavy pressure. He got rid of the ball probably a second before he wanted to because he did have Woodmore on the post pattern. And Woodmore was breaking free and Harness threw it a little bit low, but Woodmore with the diving tag got his hands on the ball, couldn't quite pull it in, so it's going to be second and ten manual at the 35. And Woodmore did break free right as the ball got there. This time they sent D.J. Hawk out wide to the right side of the field. Along with two other receivers, Harness takes the shotgun, rolls it right under heavy pressure. There's a flag down. It's completed. There's a flag down. I don't know if they're going to call that a hold or not because it looked like the defensive uh, lineman had engaged the running back and held on to him. I'm not sure if the lineman held on to him or, or the running back, Marcus Helm, number 26. I think Marcus Helm had a hold of the, the lineman's shoulder pads. and uh, It may have been one of those plays where you fall down and pull the guy with you and try to make it look like he went over you, but uh, that's what the officials saw anyway. Tough break for Marcus Helm, tough break for the Crimsons because that's going to be from the point of foul, uh, which was 10 yards in the backfield, which is this is going to amount to a 20-yard penalty. Manuel's going to have it second down, 30 to go at their own 15-yard line. There's 33.6 seconds left in the half, and the Crimsons are certainly not knocking on the door. It's been the most anemic performance of the season so far here in week number nine by the Crimson. Already down ten to nothing. Boyd East now in what amounts to prevent defense, three down linemen. Could be a draw to DJ Hall. They'll pick up about five. And you think the Crimson might just be content to let the clock run out here and and uh, reload for the second half, lift their wounds and come back strong. They got actually look like they're gonna go out of the no huddle. We don't have a quarterback right there. Don't snap the ball. There's no quarterback. In this. I think we're just going to be content to uh, let the clock run. The harness is way past the hash mark. And that was really strange way to end the first half of a strange football game. Well, the center had lined up, and harness was nowhere near him. And I think it was instructions. Bark from the sideline, don't snap the ball. I, I, I think you're right, Dave, but it, it leads one to wonder. Uh, I know that the University of Louisville last week uh, ran a play where Travis Cantwell started walking to the sidelines like he was calling an audible, audible, and the center snapped the ball directly to Victor Anderson while Cantwell was walking away. And you wonder if maybe that's just a seed planner. Manuel may not have that play in their repertoire, but it may be something that causes other teams to take note and say, you know, they may try the same thing with Manny. Uh, but obviously, uh, at halftime, uh, it, uh, Bullet East has dominated this football game. They're ahead 10 to nothing. Manny will get the kickoff to start the second half. A less than inspiring effort so far. At the heart of every community in Kentucky, you'll find one. Your local high school is a place to gather, a reason to cheer, a source of unmistakable spirit. 
The Kentucky High School Athletic Association is a proud supporter of high school athletics in the Bluegrass State. You can be too. Get in the game. Attend a high school sporting event in your community. This message brought to you by the KHSAA. You want your team to look sharp. High Five Sporting Goods will have you styling and profiling. We're talking baseball, softball, football, soccer, cheerleading, any sport, any team. They have the apparel you want to make you look great. Embroidery and screen printing, plus the equipment you need. High Five Sporting Goods, 9611 Newbridge Road off Bardstown Road, across from the Fern Creek Fire Department. Call them, 231-5856. That's 231-5856. High Five Sporting Goods. Bill, I've got to find a way to raise some money for my athletic program. Any ideas? Now that you mention it, I do. Have you heard of EasyStream.com? It's the easiest way to broadcast your school's games on the Internet. EasyStream.com. Sounds interesting, but how is that going to help me raise money? You can get sponsors for your broadcasts on EasyStream.com. Your school can provide a key service to the community and make money doing it. What a great idea. My school will love this. I'm going to contact EasyStream.com today. What's the number? Just call one 800 866-7510 or log on to EasyStream.com for more information. He'll have you broadcasting in no time. EasyStream.com Streaming made easy. Call 1-800-866-7510 today. Want your school or club sporting events on the internet in just minutes? Log on to EasyStream.com and find out. That's EasyStream.com EasyStream Streaming made easy. Hi, I'm State Farm Agent Ivy Brito, and I'd like to spend a few moments to tell you about some discounts that we have available for young drivers under the age of 25. Our safety awareness program is for drivers that don't have any tickets or accidents. The good student program is for students that have a B average or better. And the driver training discount is for those who have taken on the road and classroom training. With these three discounts, you are going to be quite amazed at how competitive our rates are. Stop by my office. I'm in the Dixie Manor Shopping Center on Dixie Highway, or just call 937-2820. Oh, and one last thing. Go, manual. This segment of Logo Radio is brought to you by Chandy's Sporting Goods and Screen Printing, specializing in team uniforms and equipment. They're located at 5310 Valley Station Road. Just give them a call, 935-7557. They've been doing it for years, and you'll get a great deal. Mention you heard this ad on Ogo Radio and receive a 10% discount. Hi, this is John Wright, and I'm down here in Elizabethtown with the Ogo Radio's newest sponsor, Sharon's Taekwondo Academy. The president of the academy is uh, Robert Sharon. And, uh, Robert, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, about what you do here? Sure. The academy is in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Uh, we have approximately 4,600 4, square feet at the academy. It's a modern academy, full of mirrors, paddles. It's a nice, safe, clean environment to train in the traditional martial arts. I have approximately 300 students, varying from age 4 to mid-60s. And um, we offer traditional Taekwondo training, which is a martial art that's over 2,000 years old, uh, from Korea. Uh, I have studied in uh, Taekwondo for uh, almost 40 years now, along the way from uh, black belts in Waterloo Karate, Wichiru Karate, and Kudo Jiu Jitsu. Well, there you have it, martial arts fans, from the Grandmaster himself, Bobby Chiron. 
If you're in the immediate E-Town area and you're interested in martial arts, it's worth your while to give them a call. Their phone number is 270-737-2927. Thanks a lot, Bobby. And back to Old Oak Radio. Welcome back, Pensford, as we're getting ready to start the second half of football out here at Bullet East. And, Dave, we got the uh, first half statistics, and, of course, Bullet East has dominated the game. They lead 10 to nothing. They've outrun and outpassed the Crimson Manual. Total offense, 50 yards. Uh, if, if there's a bright spot for Manual, it's the 44-yard punt that Duncan Pope uh, punted in, that went out or was down inside the 20. And check out that time of possession. Talk about nightmares on Highway 44. That's what we're witnessing in the first 24 minutes of play. Bullet East held the ball for nearly 17 minutes, made up uh, 10 minutes on their opening drive. You uh, combine that with uh, the one run on a fourth down, and the Crimson's trail 10 to nothing. Yeah, and it's uh, Bullet East has converted on third down. They converted twice on fourth down to keep drives alive. Uh, Manuel's only one of three on third down conversions, and Bullet East actually. Not only were they controlling the ball, but they were getting a lot of first downs on third down. If you look at it, they got five or ten third down conversions, and we know the two of those that they didn't make, they converted on fourth down. So that's a pretty healthy percentage, and that makes drives longer because they're using all their allotment of downs. And I noticed that they have play clocks strategically planted in each end zone, and uh, I'm sure this is part of the Bullet East uh, game plan most weeks is bad control. Absolutely, very effective. It, it's worked very well for them so far in the first half. They lead 10 to nothing. Uh, Manuel's defense led by their linebackers, and we've called their numbers a lot tonight. Wayne Tuckson, T.J. Gritton, Jamie Newcamp, and Evan Garrity. Uh, and there's a lot of tackles and a lot of assists. Manuel's uh, bringing ball carriers down with two or three players, but when your linebackers are uh, touching two individuals, two solo tackles, seven assists, same for Grinton, Neekamp, one and six. That means you're making a lot of tackles downfield. Yes, and, and, and you also got to give Bull East a little bit of credit. They're running a, for the, predominantly, they're running a two tight end set with, with a uh, full house or whatever, whichever way you line up, whether it be a wishbone or a power eye, they're bringing a lot of blockers in the box. Right, and they just keep everything tight, and when they spread things out, they'll go three wide to one side. Uh, and that's been effective as well as it's helped stretch out the manual defense right about the time Manuel starts tightening things up. Now, Manuel will get the ball to start the second half. If uh, Bullet East will kick off. We we'll make a couple uh, scores here before we kick off the second half. Butler leads Holy Cross 27 to 6. Wow, that, that's a, that could be a big win in the making for the, for the Butler Bears. And Valley's over Fairdale 18 to 7 for the district title out there. Now I gotta believe that's a surprise. Well, we noted last week that the Butler Bears were improved, and uh, let's hope that they can hang on for their first win of the season. You're absolutely right, Dave, and, and uh, that'll just give them momentum. I know it's going to be a tough struggle for the Bears in the playoffs, but uh, to win a game now and let them know what it feels like. The taste victory will, I'm sure, give them added incentive to come out even stronger uh, as the playoffs begin in a couple of weeks. In terms of the set to receive the second half kickoff, they'll send Travis Carroll with Marcus Elm deep. 
Josh Redding and DJ Hawk are the short return men. We saw Hawk actually return one deep against Bullet East in the first half. And actually, Redding returned the other kickoff. Bullet East has not kicked to the main or deep receiver yet tonight. Both, both kickoffs have gone to the up back, so maybe the manual coaches are hoping to take advantage of that with D.J. Hawk, who sprinted down the sideline after he caught the opening kickoff, or the first kickoff of the night from the Chargers. So we're, the ball's teed up, and we're set to go as the Chargers come toward the ball. Again, at halftime, it's 10 to nothing, and here we go to start the third quarter. Another knuckle ball to be fielded by Redding at the 20. Got a good wedge up the middle. He breaks across the 40, 45 yard line. So a good return by Redding as the Crimson's get excellent field position to start the second half of play. Again, Redding with good hands caught that short hop. Marcus Helm actually read that play well and came up with a deep position to get the ball, but his momentum carried him to where it would have been ill-advised for him to try to scoop that ball up. Redding did a good job. He had good blocking in front of him, including uh, DJ Hawk and Marcus Helm, and he put the ball on the 45. First and 10 for the Crimson. Harness right away to D.J. Hawk. He breaks into the secondary. He's got one man exception. That's Kurt Singer is actually breaking him down by the, sh- the back of the flag at the uh, Bullity's 35-yard line. So the Crimson's come out a little fire here on first uh, down from scrimmage. Touchdown saving tackle by Kurt Singer there. Hawk sprinted right, right over his center, number 57, Jamie Neekamp. And uh, Neekamp busted the hole open, and Hawk squirted through and was almost off to the races. Nice play there by Kurt Singer to stop the touchdown, but Manuel's in business in Charger territory. First and 10 for the Crimsons. There's Woodmore checks in, a wide receiver slips wide right. Helm play in the split tee. It's going to be a handoff to James Clay off the left side. Dances around the line of scrimmage. He's going to be brought down there for a short gain of any if the Chargers defense had that sweep sniffed out pretty well. Yeah, Clay looked a little tentative as he came up to the line of scrimmage searching for a hole and really couldn't get the block he needed to bust it off. And uh, he's, he's given just a short gain of about a yard on that play. It's going to bring up second and nine for the Crimson. Uh, inside Bullity's territory at about the... Uh, 35-yard line. Craig Jersey checks in with the play. He'll split wide right. Off along the play. In the backfield behind Harness. Long snap count. And it's going to be a lead uh, handoff to Hawk. He's in the secondary. Goodbye, Maxine. DJ Hawk. 35 yards and a touchdown. Called a nifty drop by James Playoff. Right tackle. Took a center step. And he was, there was nobody home after that. Great job by Hawk. He actually stepped through two tackles right at the line of scrimmage. One ankle was grabbed, then another ankle was grabbed. And from that point on, no Bullet East Charger could lay a glove on him. DJ Hawk goes into the end zone, and it's a, certainly, for the first couple plays in the second half, it's a totally different manual offense than we've seen all night long tonight. Cuts the score to 10-6. to and, uh, Krasinski's back on to attempt an extra point. Piercy's hold is good. Plenty of legs. And with 10.35 remaining here in the third quarter, it's Bullet East 10, Manual 7. So the total, the total opposite of the Bullet East drives, a quick strike by the Manual offense as they just blast through. Uh, just a great job all the way around by the offense on that play, and it started with a good kickoff return by Josh Redding, who put him in good field, po- goal for good field position. And then a uh, great job by D.J. Hawk carrying the ball and breaking tackles. You also wonder what kind of heart-to-heart was discussed at halftime now. I'm sure it wasn't for the fate of Hart to be down there. 
Uh, and it could be that uh, some fear was put into the players since we are on Halloween. Uh, Nothing like group therapy at halftime. <laughs> Absolutely. It does us so good. So as, so as Manuel seems to be rotating kickers, Brzezinski tried the field goal and got the extra point grab. Burnett is handling the kickoffs tonight. So uh, interesting move here by the Manuel coaching staff to get two kickers ready to go as the playoffs approach. Here's Burnett's kick. This one, let's see if it's going to be fielded, and it is actually at the five-yard line. Bullity sets up the, the return to the left, and he's going to be wrecked up right there before he can reach the 20-yard line, so good coverage by the Crimson's there. That was actually Garrett Voss on the return from Bullity to the 6-foot-168-pound senior. And Travis Carroll came in from his wing position on the kickoff. He made the tackle, made, did a nice job fighting off a blocker, coming around it, and actually wrapping up the player from behind and taking him to the ground. So 10:26 remaining here in the third quarter. And Crimson struck very early. We'll see what Cal Bullitt responds here. Ball on the 16-yard line. Good job on the kick return coverage. We're back out in the far eye. They're going to send it to McCarthy off left tackle on the counter, and he almost breaks three again. A big pullback. Carroll finally wrestles him down, but a nice run by McCarthy off left tackle. Just breaking tackles. Three or four Crimsons had a shot at him, reminiscent of Hawks touchdown run just a moment ago. This time the last Crimson was able to bring him down. Otherwise, it could have been six points the other way. Brings up second and one. The ball all the way out to the Bullet East 25-yard line, and Bullet East will come back out in uh, the wishbone. Double tight ends. Bowles keeps, goes to his left. I'm not sure if it was a mix-up in the backfield there or not, but he's going to be brought down for a loss. It sure looks like there was a mix-up, Dave, because he was trying to hand it off. It wasn't like a, uh, a fake uh, play-action pass because there were no receivers in the pattern. Everybody was blocking. So I was thinking the same thing. Nobody went out and as it dropped back to, for an apparent play-action pass. But it was obviously a... Somebody went the wrong way. Whether it was Bowles or the running back, he didn't have anybody to hand it to. He still got back to the line of scrimmage, third and one for Bullity. Big play for the manual defense here. It's going to be a handoff again to McCarthy, left side. If he gets it, it's on second effort. He was stuck immediately by the outside linebacker. He might have dove forward for first down yardage. And he, that was Cole Mosser, number 83, on that tackle from his outside linebacking position. And certainly the second effort has really carried Bullet East as their ball carriers are getting hit, spinning, either breaking tackles or dragging manual tacklers with them. And that's the first down for Bullet East. Ball's on their own 26-yard line now, and they're back in business on offense. Exactly. Nine minutes to go here in the third quarter. Bullitt stays with the with the wishbone again. McCarthy off left side. He's become the workhorse here in the second half uh, that Kurtzinger was in the first half, and it's paying dividends for him right now as, they, as he moved the ball again for about four or five yards. You got a feeling at some point, Buzz, there's Bowles, the quarterback, is going to run a bootleg out of that. It's almost too predictable at this point in the game. You're right, but it, this, again, it's one of those things where if, you, if you're having success between the tackles, don't mess up a good thing. Back to the wishbone. It's a counter. They come back to Kurtzinger over the right side. Got good yardage up over the 35-yard line. That may be another East first down. And indeed it is. And Dave, the manual linemen and linebackers are just staying engaged too long with the blockers from Bullet East. 
they're, they're stuffing the blockers. They're not being moved out of the way, but they're not getting away either. And, and the bullet east ball carriers are just they're kind of waiting until the hole opens up, and then they run through it. And then Manuel can't make the tackle because they're still wrapped up with the blocker in front of them. First and 10, bullet east at the 37. And they go back to McCarthy again, left side. And same success. It's like a Mack truck bursting the crimson line and picks up about five yards. Good, strong running, and he's just carrying tacklers with him. But again, the crimsons are hitting him in the hole. Uh, but because they're engaged with blockers, they can't really get forward momentum to drive the ball carrier backwards, and he does run strong. Actually, they're going to give him about seven on the carry. They'll bring up second and three. The ball at the bullet east. We'll call it the 44-yard line. Couple substitutions on the Crimson defensive line as Emmanuel Belt and Jamie Neekamp come out. I'm sorry, that was Blake Friedenberger who came out. Back to the wishbone again. And we have a straight dive to Kurtzinger. And he's close to first down yardage. He's also close to Manuel territory as the ball is going to be just short of the 50 yard line. Bullet East again just pounding the ball on the Crimsons, and I believe they're going to call timeout. Nope, they give them the first down on that play. Ball's going to be on the 49-yard line of Bullet East, and it's first and 10 for the Bullet East Chargers as Emmanuel Belt comes back into the game. Back to which again. If it's not broken, don't fix it. That's right. Bowles again back to McCarthy off west side. This time a little bit better job defending that as he's held to about three yards. And you're right, Dave. They're, they're driving the ball, but if, if Bowles uh, shows some of the ball-handling wizardry that we've seen out of him earlier tonight, that bootleg will go forever. It's going to be second and six, or if they're a game of about four, to put the ball in manual territory. Bullies moving the football on the manual defense again, and the Crimson's right now just don't have any answers for, for this smash-mouth football. The Chargers have shown that they are able to throw when they need to, so we have to honor the pass as well, even though they're lined up in the wishbone. The officials are calling timeout. Looks like there's an equipment repair needed. So it's not going to count against either of the teams, but there is going to be a stop in the action. Six minutes, 32 seconds left in the third quarter. Bullet East driving while holding a 10-7 lead over the Manual Crimsons. Whistle winds the clock, and we're back to action, folks. So the Big Red needs some big plays here. Ball's under center, and it's going to be a counter to Kurt Singer off right tackle. He's into the Manual secondary touchback. I believe that was drained. It was a touchdown saving tackle as Kurt Singer was wrecking havoc in the manual secondary. Again, the, the uh, manual defensive backs making entirely too many tackles. Uh, and that time there was a crimson lineman who penetrated and just went right past the ball carrier. Again, due to the deceptive ball fake of Bowles, he actually didn't see that, the, that Kurt Singer had the ball and just missed him totally. It'll work out of it. Out of the way thrown again. First and 10, the ball at the manual 39-yard line. Hand off to the fullback. He fights forward for about three. Good job by the interior of the Crimson defensive line that time, and nice, good, hard-hitting cleanup work by uh, the safety. Trey Ferris, I believe it was. The number 40 was in on the tackle as well. I'm not, I'm not sure of that number, but... The second and seven, the ball at the manual 36-yard line. Under six minutes to go in the third quarter. As Bullet East continues to work out of that wishbone almost to perfection. It's going to be a handoff to McCarthy off the left side. He stays on his feet and picks up about four. 
Just, they were just manhandling manual up front at this point in the ballgame. And just great balance and hard on the part of the ball carrier. He just hit right at the line of scrimmage. And again, the bullet East ball carriers have strong legs and great balance because they, they couldn't take him down. Uh, he put a hand down and was able to just still drive forward. It's going to bring up third and about three to go for Bullet East. And this is a big down for the Crimson defense, and they've got to stop this running game. As much time as they eat off the clock, Daniel uh, can ill afford to give up another touchdown and go exactly. down by the end. Under five minutes to go, third quarter. Manuel threatening blitz here. Again, it's McCarthy left side. I think he's going to be stopped there for a little or no game. Nick Brown leading the charge on defense there. Never bring up fourth down, but it's Bullet East. I think this is four down territory. Well, this is certainly four down territory. The ball's going to be placed very close to the 30 yard line, and it's going to bring up a fourth and about one. They've already converted two fourth down plays tonight. Um, yeah, it, it may be a shade over one, but, but certainly not even two yards to go for a first down. So we need to see some line turns from the Crimson defensive line. They're, they're stopping the play up the line of scrimmage, but they're not getting any surge into the backfield to slow the ball carriers down. No surprise if the comes out of the wishbone. It's going to be a handoff to the third center, and I don't know if he got it. I think there's a bumper on the play. And the Crimson's recovered, so the big red come up big there. Well, that was a big break there because he was awfully close to first down loading. I think either way, the Crimson's might have had the ball, but he was going to be about a foot short. But better to have the ball in your hand than to wait on officials' measurement, especially when you're out of town. But uh, in this case, Manuel takes over on down. Failing 10 to 7, there's only 3.51 left in the third quarter, and the Crimson offense takes the field. And Hawk in the back end, split T behind Harness. Tyler Ford splits the short side of the field. Harness inside handoff to Hawk. Going to pick up about one. Plus, I noticed that time after he got the line of scrimmage, he actually leapt over a diving lineman going for his legs. Well, and that's the way Bullet East has been stopping him all day long. And by going over the top, he was able to to get a little yardage, but then when you're up in the air like that, you can't get that leg grab that D.J. Hawk is famous for, and Bullet East was able to stop him. Actually giving two yards on that play, it's going to bring up second and eight uh, at the 31-yard line for the Crimson's. And big grab here for Manuel as they try to take control of this football game, and they're going to have to do it on offense. Friedenberger over the ball at center. D.J. Hawk directly behind Harness, and he'll take the sweep around left end. James Fred's good block, and Hawk stays on his feet, and he's hit out of bounds after picking up a first down. We should get a flag on that one, and we do. You may have to hit late. Nice hard run by Hawk. First time we've called the number tonight of number 58, Brad Rolletter, but he just made a really nice block pulling from his right offensive guard position that helped spring Hawk, and a nice tightrope job by Hawk going down the sidelines, and that looked like first down yardage even before he was hit out of bounds. And let's see what happens here on the call. Apparently there was a flag thrown. Now we'll see if they're calling this a late hit or what they're calling. Should be a dead ball foul after the run. I think D.J. Uh, had enough for the first down before he before he was hit. He, he clearly was the foul against Manuel. That's unbelievable. He's got to be kidding me. How in the world can you call a personal foul against Manuel when the running back was dead on the sideline? Uh, apparently the call was that he was not hit out of bounds, that he was still in bounds, and then somebody from Manuel must have retaliated. 
Now the interesting thing here is, is that still should give the Crimson's a first down. If that's a dead ball foul, they have to give them the first down yardage and give them first down. It's, we'll see if the officials get They do give them the first down, but this first down is going to be behind where the original first down was. <laughs> first and 10 manual at the 28. Off and play right after the backfield behind Harness. Harness, three-step drop. He's got the slant. The Woodmore completes it over the 30 for a manual first down. And that Eric Woodmore has been missing in action most of the game. Finally gets his first reception of the night. And Harness, who's been under pressure when he has thrown the ball tonight, instead of operating out of the shotgun, took three-step drop, uh, hard shot to Woodmore, who used nice hands, brought the ball in, got across the 40-yard line for a first down for the Crimson. It's just a quick pass before any bullet charges to get any penetration on Harness. Manual back, first and ten. Fred Piercy splits wide left. They stick with the split T, and it's going to be a lead, a handoff to James Clay. He dances around and picks up about five or six yards just off the right guard. Good hard run back play on that one. And the Crimson's offense is just much improved here in the second half. Another nice block by Frudenberger on that play. So it, actually, they're going to give him seven on the carry at second and three. The ball at the manual 47-yard line. Tyler Ford right to the right. Harness, long snap count. Looks over the defense and then hands off to James Clay. And he's into the secondary. Bounces off one tackler. Slung down by the safety, but not before he picks up about 10 yards. That'll be first and 10 manual at the Bold East 40. That one brings the crowd to life here. All right, Friedenberger again, Connor Wise again, throwing nice blocks. Lowetter had a good block. Cole Marshall from the tight end position. Also, just a really good job by the offensive line on that play uh, to help spring Clay and then good hard running on his part as he almost broke it. Split key formation for Manuel. Long snap count again as Hunter flips over the defense, and they're going to go back to James Clay off right tackle. Picks up about three. Manuel trying to pay Bullet East back a little bit with some power running, going right up the middle again with James Clay. A good hard run. Another good block in there by Rowetter. It's going to bring up a second down and about seven yards to go for Manuel. Is there in Bullet East territory? Ball right on the 35-yard line. Manuel marching again. James Clay, Hawk. Marcus Helm with flanks to the right. And hand off to Clay. He hands it back to Helm, and he fumbles. Able to dive on it, but he's going to lose about five yards on that. They went to the inside reverse, and Helm, uh, for whatever reason, couldn't get a handle on it. It's going to bring up third and long. He never got the handoff. I don't know if Clay looked like he might have put it up a little bit high, uh, or Helm didn't have his hands in the right position, but he never had the ball. He had the wherewithal to, to go fall back and get it, but the big loss on that play, and to be honest with you, Dave, that uh, well-scouted inside reverse had nowhere to go anyway. Hell may have been looking for a hole before he got the ball tucked away. Woodmore checks in. Maybe better hurry and get the play called here. The play clock's down to six. A little less than a minute to go, and actually there's going to be a timeout manual, and that was probably a good timeout to use right there because Manuel has uh, an opportunity here to convert. Less than a minute to go in the third quarter. They only trail by three, Buzz, but the thing about it is as much ball control as Bullet East has used tonight, Manuel may be looking at maybe one, an outside possibility of only two possessions left in the ballgame. You're right, Dave, and especially here in this field position, uh, Coach Nichols was right right there, and he saw those uh, well-placed end zone clocks, and with the clock ticking down, he called timeout. Manuel couldn't afford to lose five yards on a delay of game, and he wanted to make sure he had the right play in, and this is... 
this is a critical down on this drive because, like you said, Manuel can't afford to just wait and figure that they'll score later. They've got to drive the ball and score now, keep the ball out of Bullet East hands. So big third down play coming up for the Crimson. So 24.7 seconds left in the third quarter. Bullet East clinging to a 10-7 lead. Manuel with the ball in Bullet East territory, and this may not be four down territory, but you would certainly think that it's a possibility if Manuel doesn't make a first down on third down that they would go to something like the rugby punt and try to pin Bullet East way back deep. Manuel's up the line of scrimmage. Split T formation, Woodmore to the left. It's going to be a play action pass for Harness. He's looking for Woodmore, he's got him. And he connects with him. Yes, he does. He hangs on in and out of the hands of a defender of Bullet East and Jake Woodmore with a great reception that picks up a much needed first down. Nice break on the ball by the Bullet East defender, but he just missed the ball. Really good concentration by Woodmore because I'm sure his vision was obstructed by the defender, but he still got the ball in his hands just enough to move the sticks. First down manual and a great catch there by Woodmore, and the ball was put in the only place it could be by Harness as Woodmore was the only player who really had a chance to catch that ball. First and 10 manual at the Bullet East 28. Big first down catch there by Woodmore. And we hand off to DJ Hawk. Wrapped up like a hand to the helmet there. Brought him immediately to the turf, but no call. Now, the, the hole wasn't there where Hawk was going, and he tried to cut back, and, and a Bullet East defender did get him, get him up high to bring him down. Uh, it's going to be second and center as the third quarter comes to an end as Manuel got no gain on that play. The Crimson's have new life here. They're in Bullet East territory, and they actually are, I believe, in four-down territory now, David. They're uh, close to the 30-yard line with the football. Actually, they're inside the 30-yard line on the 28. So we've got a good opportunity here for the Crimson's to maybe punch this ball in and take control of the game. Or not control of the game, but to take a lead for their first lead in the game. Uh, this has been an interesting game. Very much a chess match, as most good football games are. More of a chess match than a, a track meet, that's for certain. Uh, I hate to say the Mangle dominated the third period, but I, I'm going to go ahead and say that on both sides of the ball, they played markedly better. Markedly better than they did in the first two quarters. And, and even then, I'd still probably give the time of possession to Bullet East because of that long drive where Manuel's touchdown came on a, on a quick drive that didn't take very long after the second half kickoff. This drive has already eaten up more clock than Manuel's first drive did. Well, second and ten here at the Bullet East 28. Interesting to see what Manuel calls here, whether they'll go to Woodmore deep or try to stick with the ground game. Harness under center. And it's going to be a handoff to D.J. Hoff. He's going to be hit at the line of scrimmage. And brought down right there. Maybe a gain of one as Bullet East continues to uh, submarine our offensive lineman and just creates a big mess there in the middle. Bullet East is almost playing a goal line defense, Dave. Their, their linemen are down in a four-point stance. They get their pads low. They come in low uh, in order to just create a power at the line of scrimmage, and it makes it hard for a back like Hawk uh, because he uses his legs so well and his legs are being taken out from underneath him. So at that point, that's where you'd expect on the running plays maybe the Crimson's to go a little bit wider, at least after the tackle or maybe a sweep. And we'll see it's third down here. Woodmore splits wide to the right. Harness, last pass, rolls to his right. He's got good protection. He might want to think about running, and he does. He's going to be stopped after a gate of about three. Joey tried to cut it back inside. That's going to bring up a fourth down and an interesting decision here. 
Well, he's well short of the first down. It's going to be fourth and about six. Ball's going to be on about the 23-yard line. That's a 40-yard field goal attempt if the, if the Crimsons are going for the pattern. That's what it looks like they're going to do. This time they send in Matt Burnett. Plenty of leg as Craig Piercy will hold. 10.46 remaining here in the fourth period. Ball's going to be put down at the 29-yard line, so that will indeed make it a 39-yard kick. Snap, and this one's got the distance. And it's good. Matt Burnett, 39-yard out. It's the ball game with 10.27 remaining. It's Bullet East 10, Manuel 10. Good play there by Matt Burnett. Had a nice snap. Percy did a good job of getting the ball down. And, you know, I'm just thinking, Dave, that uh, seems like Redding has been the holder most of the year. So Percy doing a good job in his first extended action as the holder on placements. He's gotten every one of them down very well. Now, and the first field goal attempt by Brzezinski was just short. So Manuel's kicking game coming around because it's all three phases. The snap, the snap, the hold, and the placement. And that gets the points, but the other two guys did their job too. Craig Piercy's been all over the field. He's a very impressive sophomore. We look forward to seeing him for the next two seasons. He's, he's going to have a major impact on manual football before he leaves, and he already has. So we've got a tag game here, folks. Just the end of the fourth quarter. There's 10:27 left to go in regulation as Matt Burnett keeps the ball up to kick it off. Kick is deep. It's going to be fielded and fumbled at the two. Turnman gets across the 20, and the flag is down. There, and that was Ricky Gray on the return, who also plays safety for Bullet East. It's going to be interesting to see if it's a hold or a face mask. Looks like Marcus Helm was in on that tackle. Normally a running back did a nice job covering that kickoff. And it's going to be a penalty against Bullet East. They'll start out with very poor field position. Yeah, and that, that was a late penalty. You could, I can't imagine what kind of block you'd be throwing as the ball carrier is going down. Looks like a hold, so tough break for the Chargers, good break for the Crimson. That's going to put the ball back probably just inside the three yard line of Bullet East. So they're going to have 91 yards to go. And remaining here in the ball game. I hope I'm not a prophet, Dave, but they could run 10 minutes and 20 seconds off the clock and score on the last play of the game. Certainly done that in the first quarter. It's going to be a fake toss as they go to Gilbert. The fullback, he picks up about eight of that right away. There's a Kyle Linger on the, on the uh, carry. Number one, Trey Ferris in on the tackle from the safety position. He had to come up and make a good hard hit to bring the ball carrier down. And again, you don't want your safety making tackles on dives up the middle. That means there's a breakdown in the offensive line and the linebacking court. Always did a good job of selling the pitch out and yes, getting right back to the fullback. It's an offset eye this time. The flanker to the right. Foles. They go right back to the fullback. And he's going to be short of the first down, I think. It's going to be awfully close. We'll see how they spot the ball here, but I think you're right. He's going to, looks like he's going to be uh, right, on the, right on the marker, but they're going to call it third down and, oh, Call it a foot. Yeah, foot, maybe 18 inches at the most. So big third down play here for both the offense and the defense in this in this tie game. It's a real battle here tonight. Clock running. It's 9:15 to go in the in the fourth quarter. Bullet East over the ball. Manual defense ready to go. This time a far high set out of Bullet East. Holes hands off Kurt Singer over the right side. 
He easily got the first down, but he's going to be stopped at about the 24-yard line. Well, nice play that time. Evan Gillard, he went on that tackle, but that time Boyd went a little bit wider than they've been going, and Manuel bunched up in the center and wasn't able to stop him until he had first down yardage. So the ball is going to be placed at the, at the Boyd East 23-yard line, and it's first and 10 for the Chargers. And they're moving the football, and the clock is running. It's a strict eye formation. He's in one as a flank position to right. A mix-up in the backfield. He hands off to Kurt Singer, the second man through. Bowles actually ran into Kurt Singer and handed it off. It's still good for about two yards. Yeah, still gets positive yardage. And again, Trey Paris up from the safety position, one of the tacklers on that play. Wayne Hudson in on it as well. Actually, so, going to give him four on that buzz. I think it's going to be about at least three, and we'll call it second and seven. Actually, Kurt Singer is able to fight for a little bit more extra yardage. Yeah, Bullet East runners run downhill. There's, there's nothing fancy about them. They take the ball, they go straight through the line of scrimmage, and they're headed they're headed toward the other end zone, and they run hard. McCarthy flanks left for Bullet East. Foles play action pass goes right. Nixon has got good protection, and this one was almost picked off by the John Drain. They came out with the play action pass. Nick Brown was breathing down Matt Bowles' throat on that one. That's another great oh, play by God. Brown as he forced the pass to be thrown a little bit early, and Daquan Drain played the ball pretty well, just couldn't quite get up to it to reach it, and the pass fell incomplete. A nice play-action fake. It probably fooled a lot of the people here, but it didn't fool Nick Brown, and he beat his man, uh, and you're right, he was breathing down the neck of bowls on that play. I'll tell you what, they, they really almost lure you to sleep with that uh, wishbone attack, and they come back at a play-action pass. Benson secondary was, was very alert on that play. Third and seven, eight on three remaining. Look down here for both teams. Kurt Singer motions to right. Bowles back to pass. Manuel drops back. And this one's going to be caught by McCarthy. Stays on his feet. He's got a first down over the 35-yard line. A big catch by Zach McCarthy. He's already scored a touchdown tonight. Again, nice pass by Bowles to put that right on the money. Pretty good break on the ball by Texan, but he couldn't come up with the ball. Then Redding had to come up with the tackle, but it was after first down yardage for Bullet East. So... Again, a tough break for the manual defense. Played that one pretty well, but good execution there by the Chargers. That gives them another first down. They've got a little breathing room now as they push the ball out. And a penalty after the play? You've got to be kidding me. That gives them a, looks like a personal foul after the play, which will be the second of the second half. And that's going to move the ball all the way back to the manual 49-yard line. Yeah, Didn't see the flag on the turf. But the officials obviously called it, and you're right, Dave. The ball is in manual territory now at the 49-yard line. Bullet East on the move. Top picking to 745. Back to the I formation. Lead hand off to Kurt Singer. And he's stopped at the line of scrimmage. Nice play. You know, Hunter Wise, I think, is in that play. Hunter Wise is playing defense. And, uh, first time we've called his number on defense all year, and... Uh, now Coach Nichols obviously wanting to get some deep in there in the center of the line to stop something, and Connor made a nice play on that. Showed some skills. And put, uh, put a big man over the over the center of his nose position to try to break up some of that running. Connor Wise, a six foot five, I think two hundred seventy five pound lineman, just the sledgehammer they need. And you're right, he's head up on the center. Play action pass out of the wishbone. and goes back to throw, and he's got a man that connects to him. That's number thirty two. Kyle Langer, the fullback, out of the backfield. 
with seven minutes to go here in a tie ball game, and Fuller East is driving. This drive started at their own nine-yard line, Buzz, and you were exactly correct. They had enough time to kill the clock and drive the distance of the field. They've, they've done it all game long, time-consuming time drives. Liza's going to check out now. He did a good job while he was in there. He was actually pushing the, pushing the lineman back on that last pass play. Third and two, ball at the manual 41-yard line. Wishbone again, hand off to Kurt Center off right side. He's into the secondary. Another first down for Bullet East. Brought down by the safety, Trey Ferris. Another tackle again by Trey Ferris. He's made a lot of tackles this second half. And that means that uh, Bullet East is moving the football. It's going to be another first and ten. Pretty deep inside manual territory now. The ball's on about the manual 30-yard line. If there's any silver lining in this, there's six minutes left to go in the game, so at least the Crimson's office should get another possession here before the game's over. It's almost like the Super Bowl when Green Bay let Denver score that one time so they'd have a shot to come back. Counter with McCarthy off left tackle. He's a bull as he works the manual defense over and picks up about seven yards. Kneecamp and Moss are in on the stop, but he had a head of steam going before they hit him, and he just drug them with him. Good hard running by McCarthy, and again, a big pickup on first down by Bullet Easton. That's been the key to their game plan and their execution all night long. They they moved the Crimson's back on first down, and it gives them opportunities to do whatever they want to on second and third. Second and four. Bullet Easton with an offset eye this time. More of uh, a broken bone formation this time, and it's going to be a handoff to McCarthy. Stock get right at the line of scrimmage. He's not going to have the first down. It's going to bring up a... Yet another third and short for Bullet East. We've seen that most of the evening. Petson in on the tackle from his linebacker position. Good surge by the lineman, Emmanuel Belt and the Joe Watson Morton on that play in order to, to stop the, the line surge of the Chargers. And Petson had nowhere to go, so it's going to bring up third down, three yards to go. Ball at the 25. I really don't know the, the, uh, the the range of the Bullet East field goal kicker, but one might have to think uh, about a field goal after this He's got a pretty good leg, but this is certainly at least four down territory. And it's going to be a handoff to McCarthy again, and I think he's got a first down. Yeah, that's first down. Less than five minutes to go here. It's almost like an old-time crossback where McCarthy comes and takes the ball going the opposite way of the flow after the fake to the dive back. And with that play, McCarthy gets the first down. The ball's on the 20-yard line for Bullet, as Bullet East is driving, and it's on manual 20. Wishbone again. Under five minutes to go. First and ten, Bullet East. It's a handoff to the fullback. Linger. Lingar actually gets down to about the 15. Another big run on first down. Yeah, just straight up the middle that time as Manuel not able to stop the line surge by Bullet East. Bullet East driving as the score is tied 10 to 10. Clock ticking down to... 4.15 in the fourth quarter in Bullet East, as we said, taking time off the clock and eating up big chunks of yardage with this running game. Back to the wishbone again. Daniel really needs a turnover here to stop this drive. Let me hand off to Kurt Singer. Let's turn back inside. Flags are down. This could be a good sign for the Crimson's here. Not sure what the call might be. Is he going to give East has been the beneficiary of two big personal foul penalties here. It's actually uh, one of them aided this drive. You're absolutely right, Dave, and we'll see. It looks like Bullet East is walking back this time. I was afraid there may have been a face mask grab in there because when everybody's all jumbled up like that, it was like a rugby scrum almost. Uh, but in this case, it's going to be a holding call against the Chargers. It's still going to be second down, but now 
It's second and 15 instead of second and five. So a big break for the Crimsons. Now it's time to take advantage of it. 3.54 remaining here in the ballgame. Second and 14, Bullet East at the manual 24-yard line. Again, they stay with the two tight end set. Back to the wishbone. Bowles, flash and pass. He's looking deep. He's going to be smashed in with a big hit. Great job by Mosser from his defensive end position. Uh, it was like a delayed stunt where he just took one step back and broke free as the blocker neglected him. Uh, pretty nice take by Bowles, except uh, he didn't pull Mosser in. That's the play of the game for the main defense right now. Cole Mosser, great play coming in on that stack. It's going to be third down and 22 for Bullet East. Clock continues to roll. We're down to three minutes to go in the ball game. And now you've got to believe this is four-down territory, Dave. I think Bullet East kicker's got a strong leg, but we'd be looking at about a 50-yard field goal if he were to try it from this position. The Crimson defense may beware of a screen, and Bowles will take a timeout here with 2.50 remaining to go in the game. They were very successful in the first half, sustaining drives by wearing wide receiver screens. You're right, Dave. That's, that's an excellent point because uh, it seemed like the wide receiver would get, would get open and have blockers in front of him. So that gives them an opportunity, and they have thrown the ball very effectively tonight uh, from a team that definitely establishes the run and concentrates on it. Bowles is an adequate passer, or a very accurate passer at, uh, for sure, and so Bullet East has been able to move the football very well through the air as well as on the ground, but they've dominated the game on the ground. This is a big play for Manuel as the clock has stopped here. Two minutes and 50 seconds left to go in the game. Ball's on the 32-yard line of Manuel. Bullities has it. Third down, 22 to go. So you've got to believe that uh, they're going to look for a big chunk of yards on this play. If they can't get the first down, they'd probably, they're probably looking for 10 to 15 to give themselves a good shot of the first down play. Well, I'm sure Coach Nichols has reminded the team to be aware of the screen. You're right. And the Manuel defense... Looks like they're ready to go. We'll see what Bullet East has in store for them. Bullet East still comes out with an eye formation. Receivers to each side. Bowles, it's going to be the reverse. And he's going to throw it back to Bowles again. He's got him all open. In and out of his hands. That was a flea flicker play. It was double reverse. They actually rattled back to Bowles. We had time to find a man open in the end zone, but it was just over his out of his reach. Actually, Manuel had pretty good coverage back there. The receiver was open, but Manuel had people back there. And when you have to throw the ball as far as Bowles did, because he actually launched that thing from right around midfield, had to put a lot of air under it, Manuel converged on it, and yet he still overthrew everybody. Good <laughs> strong run by, by Bowles. So another important play here, 4th and 22. The ball at the Manuel 32, 2.43 remaining in the game. One more good play here out of the defense to get the ball back. Same formation, Bowles, and again they go with the reverse, and he's going to go back to Bowles again, he's going to throw it to the other man, it's Kirk Singer on the left sideline, big first down, unbelievable, same play, different receiver, but it looked like he might be short of the first down, Dave, they had 22 yards to make, and they stopped him, they came up short, but they almost forgotten, I was so disgusted to see the reception, <laughs> that's not exactly the way I'd like to see him play defense, but the defenders knew uh, good tackling down there after they got to the, the receiver, but a cleverly disguised play by Bullet East. They came back with the same formation, same reverse, same lateral, but instead of going deep like they did the last time, Kurt Singer was wide open. He was the guy who actually took the initial pitch, 
and hand it off on the reverse, and you're fully almost untouched. First and ten for the Crimson. At their own ten yard line, Barnes under center. He'll give to DJ Hawk with a strong run. This is exactly what they needed to start the drive and start the clock. Right, they've got, Manuel's got to move the chains and get the ball down the field uh, and get it into the end zone. Uh, can't say enough about the heart of Bullet East tonight, how they've carried the fight to the Crimson. But this is Manuel's game to win now, and that's time to serve themselves. Harness back under center, hands off to DJ Hall. He's got running room. Close to first down yardage as the Crimson just come out and grind away. I believe he's going to move the chains here. That's all in the first down for Manuel. First down, the clock will stop momentarily. 2-0-2 remaining. Still tie ball game, 10-10. Piercy's already lined up the wide receiver to the right. The clock starts. Ball on the opposite. about to the 24-yard line of Manuel. Piercy in motion to the left. I think he might have lined up in the wrong spot. It's the handoff. This time it's DJ Hawk again. Again, he's submarine right at the line of scrimmage. They do an excellent job of just getting really low at the line of scrimmage and just pretty much making it impossible to run in between the tackles. Right. The, the staple of the running backs for Manuel all year is their leg drive, and if you take their legs out from underneath them, they can't drive. And it's uh, going to be second mate, a two-yard pickup for Hawk. Back to action here. Play action pass. This is going to be an inside reverse to James Clay. He's gonna, actually, that was Marcus Helm on the, on the run. That time the play was... <laughs> Pretty successful as they picked up about seven, but it's going to be third down and about three. Really only successful because of Marcus Helms' leg strength because he ran through a couple tackles. Nearing a minute to go here in the game, and it's going to be another handoff to James Clay. Stays on his feet. A tough run by James Clay. He's got a first down under a minute to go. Brings the ball out to the, over the manual 40-yard line, so Manuel can now take a shot deep if they choose to. Good hard run by Clay to pick up the first down, move the chains and stop the clock. Good tackle by Bullet East, but Clay actually lowered his shoulder and drove them backwards. First and 10 for the Crimson's at their 42-yard line. Harness out of the gun, three receivers to the left. He takes the snap, rolls left. Rolling, 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 rolling. He rolls it out of bounds. Got three receivers near the sideline, but Rodley just threw that one away, bud. You're right, Dave. He, there was nothing there, and, and if he would have run the ball, he would not have been able to get out of bounds and would have gotten just minimal yardage, and the clock would have been running. So Joey did the wise thing, threw the ball out of bounds, stopped the clock, put the ball back down, reset, and go at him again on second and down. Ball's on the, actually, the ball spotted on the manual 41-yard line. It's going to be second and 10. 53 seconds to go here in regulation. Manuel obviously wants to get down and score. You certainly don't want to play overtime the way Bullet East has been running the football. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They, they've really dominated the line of scrimmage, and I think Bullet East we have no trouble scoring from the 10. Mm-hmm. And Harness, and there's some mix-up in the backfield as he looked to the sideline and then moving up the offensive line. I don't know exactly what happened there, but it looked like Joey was looking for some instructions from the sideline. The team's already set. It, it, it looks like Manuel got the timeout just before somebody jumped. Uh, the officials are picking up the flag, and they're not moving the football. That could have been a disastrous five-yard penalty for the Crimson's. Instead, they do have to blow a timeout. 52.8 seconds remaining, and still second down. Buzz, is that their first or second timeout of the, of the half? That's their second timeout, I believe, though. So that, that leaves them with only one left, and the timeout can be critical, especially if they're trying to set up for a field goal if they move the ball down into that position. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I've got to take shots, move the ball, get, get a little more yardage anyway, and then try for the end zone. 
Uh, Manuel certainly doesn't want to turn the ball over to Bullet East before the end of regulation, but uh, like I said before, I don't want to go. I don't want to go into overtime with these guys. They've just been too strong with the running game to play them in overtime and high school rules. Harness work on a shotgun. Four receivers to the left side. It's going to throw to James Clay out in the flat. Got a couple of good blocks. He's going to be brought down inbounds. Pretty and nice. Looks like we're going to go with a no huddle here. It's a clock runs down to 40 seconds remaining. It's going to bring up a third down. Pretty nice tackle. Save that play would have been served, well served to get out of bounds. Three receivers this time to the right. Harness. Short drop. Scott Woodmore streaking across the middle, and this one's going to be kicked off at the 26 yard line. Woodmore and Clay were just too close to each other on that play, and, and actually Bullet East was able to cover two men with one receiver. Uh, and as good as Clay and Woodmore are, that there was no chance for them to get to the football as Bullet East just came up with a nice play. Good coverage, and that's where you want your receivers to be split wide apart, not close to each other. Ricky Gray out of the safety position, uh, pretty much played center field on that one. You're exactly right, Buzz. The receivers were bunched together, and Harness kind of forced one in there. 25 seconds remaining, and Bullet East will have one shot, well, a couple of shots here from regulations from their own 28-yard line. Over three deep defensive backs. Bullet East hands off to Kurtzinger on right side. And it looks like they'll play for OT here. Under 20 seconds to go in the game. Really good tackle by Josh Redding coming up from the cornerback position as he uh, just put his helmet right between the numbers and drove the ball carrier down. A gain of about three yards, but I don't think that's really important at this point because I think Bullet East just is is going to be content to go to overtime because they feel like they can just run the ball down Manuel's throat and score on them. Uh, what we've seen this evening, I, I have to agree with Bullet East, but yeah. I think they're very capable of picking up 10 yards and four downs. So they've played very well, and now you've got to wonder uh, what's going through the minds of both teams, and, and uh, this is going to be an interesting overtime to say the least. And uh, The onus is going to be on the Crimson defense. Uh, they've got to do the stopping. I think Manuel's offense can score, but the question is, can the defense on a short drive like what you have in overtime do anything to stop the onslaught of the Bullet East Chargers? What's very intriguing about high school football overtime is if you win the toss, you really want to go on defense first and decide what you need to win the football game. We saw this last year against Pleasure Ridge in the first round of the playoffs as Manuel scored first and Bullet, excuse me, Pleasure Ridge elected to go for two in the win. There, there are a lot of games where I would probably choose to go on defense first because then you know what you have to do on offense. However, tonight, if I were either team, I'd choose to have the ball first because Bullet East, I, if I were a Bullet East coach, I'd take the ball because I feel like I can score and put the pressure on Manuel. And if I were Joe Nichols, Manuel's coach, I'd want the ball first so I could try to score and keep them from putting the pressure on me. And maybe if, they, if Manuel gets the ball first and scores, Bullet East will try some things that they don't need to try because they've certainly been able to move the football. But again, I am not a coach. And certainly not an offensive wizard when it comes when it comes to play calling. So we'll see this is a this is a big opportunity for both teams. Bullet East certainly would like nothing better than to knock off a six A team from Louisville. We've mentioned that and over and over again. Right number three and six A and only man excuse me. Saint-X and Trinity. This will be a huge win for the Bullet East program. Certainly will be, and, and again, give them momentum. They started 
kind of sluggish, but they've won the games that they really needed to win. They beat all three of their district opponents, and all in fairly close games. Uh, I, can, I can see how they were very low-scoring games just by the time of the rush, and they, they really have dec dictated the pace of the game tonight. But when you, when you keep the score low and move the football on the ground, you're always in the game, and you've got an opportunity to win the game no matter who you're playing. And it's up to the Crimson defense to stop that. It's, it's time for the de defensive linemen and linebackers to assert themselves and play the way that we know they can against a good Bullet East team. Let's not sell Bullet East short. Uh, they've certainly carried the fight to the Crimson's. They're big, they're strong. Uh, they run hard, particularly their running backs. Uh, and they're, they're tall and they get good leg drive and they lower their pads and get the extra yards. And with that, you're going to win a lot of football games. Well, the captains for Manuel, Wayne Tuxton, Joey Harness come out with Coach Joe Nichols to meet Matt Bowles, the single captain for Bullet East, as they'll do a coin toss here and decide who will start overtime play. In high school football, each team will get four downs from the opposing team's 10-yard line. And that's, that's the unique thing about high school football, and I really like it, that down on the goal line is where men prove their men. Uh, it's, it's old time smashing off football, although you can get cute and throw the ball in the end zone, but down on the goal line is where, where offenses and defenses prove their heart, prove their mettle, and uh, so I like to see a game decided this way. I think tonight it would be better served for the Crimson's to play under pro, uh, pro rules and hopefully win the toss and get the kickoff and score first. But I certainly agree. It looks like Manuel won the toss and elected to play defense first. Did I mention that I'm not a coach? <laughs> yeah. Connor Wise will check in on the defensive line as Manuel will see. All the beef up front here. And certainly, and he, he got great penetration the, the few plays he was in on defense. And uh, then Clyde up the middle, and you hope it doesn't take away from the blocking that he's going to do on offense, because we know he need, we need that. But certainly Connor Wise is doing some yeoman's work on defense earlier in this quarter. We see Nick Brown out there, Blake Friedenberger, number 57, along with Emmanuel Belt across the line. The familiar four linebackers of Garrity, and uh, Texan, New Camp, and Britain, the Grand Range, Josh Redding, Travis Carroll. Bullet will come out in an offset eye. Actually, it's an unbalanced formation. It's going to be a handoff to Kurt Singer right in. He's going to be slung down there at the line of scrimmage. Jamie Neekamp on the tackle. Jamie Neekamp from his inside line backer position scraped off and made the play. Didn't have a good angle on the ball carrier, but was able to grab his jersey and swing him down. Second in the... I say 11, but it looks like 10 and a half to me. Yeah. Any way to go, it's goal to go, so they've got to get the ball into the end zone, and he was just outside the 10-yard line, second down. Great play by Neekamp on that play. Back to the wishbone formation. Foles. Play action pass, he looks to throw, he's got a man out of the end zone. Leaving it all good. The Quandrain was in on the coverage there, and it looked like just as the ball arrived, he slipped and fell down, and that's a tough break because the Quandrain had good position on that play, couldn't keep his foot in, and the charger receiver caught the ball. Of course, in high school, you only have to have one, in, uh, one foot in bounds, 
So that's a touchdown on second down, and Bodies to put the pressure on the Crimson's now. Adam Hurst on the reception, and uh, actually, you're exactly right, Buzz. They play action pass, and the defense actually had him covered pretty well. They read the play. It wasn't like they got fooled on it, but uh, just a tough play by Drake on Daquan Green, and he's played very well all year and, and tonight. Uh, but I don't know if he got his feet tangled up with the receiver or tipped or what, but it looks like Bodies to set to kick the extra point here, or to try the point after. With the movement along the line of scrimmage, I'm not sure who, who went first, if the manual player made contact or did Bullities uh, jump, and this, this could be a very important penalty here. So they're, they're sorting it out. The officials are sorting it out. We'll see what the call is here. Dead ball. Offside. It's going to be against the Crimson. And we'll see if they take it this time. Uh, or if they choose to just decline it like they did, yep, they're going to leave the ball right where it was. They're not going to move it. John Smith set the kick, bounced the hold. With a snap, and puts the upright. Good effort by Tuxin that time. Couldn't quite get a hand on the ball to come in from his right end position as he swept in. But, uh, so that puts Boyd, he's back in the, in the first overtime. They're up. 17 over Manuel's 10, but Manuel gets the ball to the 10-yard line, and we'll see if the Crimson's can answer. We'll just start looking for a slant to uh, Jared Whitmore on first down. Usually has a quick first step. I, I was just wondering, do, do, you, do you go ahead and use that play on first down, or do you, do you go ahead and run the ball? Because if you run the slant to Whitmore on first down, uh, you're almost committed to the pass for the next two downs. You know, Wayne Tuxin has checked in on offense for the Crimson's. And uh, Bullet East wants to call a timeout here. We have a lot of players going both ways. And, and for the first time this year, I don't believe Connor Lyas has been in on defense, maybe a little bit against St. X earlier in the season. Uh, and I don't believe I've seen Tuxin on offense, although he does play on special teams. He is on the front team and certainly would be a powerful runner if he got the ball. But... Uh, and I'm, I'm thinking would probably be a good blocker. So it could be that the Crimson's are planning to just try to return a little bit of the smash-mouth football that Bullet East has carried to them and take the ball into the end zone via the run. Uh, there's a break in the action as Manuel's come back over to Coach Nichols. Bullet East head their huddle. Their defense is back up. Folks, there are zeros on the clock because we're in overtime here, and Bullet East scored first on second down. On a pass play to take a seven, and with the extra point, they took a 17 to 10 lead. Here come the Crimson, Fudenberger over the ball at center, Harness at quarterback. Travis Moore, excuse me, Tyler Ford splits wide left. Harness hands off to James Clay. He flips, spins, stays on the feet, he's into the end zone. They're going to say he's down at the one yard line. Puck run by James Clay on first down. Just a lead block as he tried right tackle. Well, Puxin actually threw a pretty nice block on that play. Along with, along with Connor Wise and Jamie Neekamp, and Clay did a lot with his legs, bowled over the tackler, but the Bullet East player was able to bring him down. And again, Manuel establishes the run. Woodmore and Harness come in with the play. It's going to be second and goal to goal. The ball just got side the one yard line. Tuxin still in at the other side. He's like a, almost like a uh, extra blocker. Yeah, just an extra tight end, sort of. Harness on the center. So they hand off to Clay, and he's going to be in for the touchdown. 
We'll see where they stop the ball. It took him a long time to make the call. I was wondering what that official was doing. He looked over, looked over, ran in, put his foot down, and he said, okay, that's a touchdown. There is a little white side down there. So uh, now the all-important extra point here. Uh, the score is now 17-16. to 16. James Clay on two carries went for 10 yards and one inch necessary to get that touchdown. What a second effort there by James Clay as he was hit right behind scrimmage and broke the tackle. And then got hit again at the goal line and looked like he might have been stopped even though it looked like he was in. Burnett for the all-important crowd, Piercy to hold. What a conversation between Piercy and Burnett. Here comes a snap of slow. And it's good. Well, we see why Piercy's in the holder. He's, he did a great job of scooping that ball up. That was that was a poor snap. It actually bounced a couple times. Piercy scooped it up, got the ball down. Burnett with the quick foot put the ball through the uprights. That's going to tie the score at 17 to 17. Now, second overtime, I think it's a little bit different than college. They don't have to go for twos on their second or third overtime. I right. don't believe. But I believe we will have another coin toss. Uh, do we have another coin toss, or does the second one mean we'll get the ball first and, and bullet East plays defense? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm a little fuzzy, and uh, of course people would say that that's normal. <laughs> but this has been an interesting and exciting football game, so I believe Manuel actually will have the ball first to start the second overtime. Now, it looks like they're changing ends, which is going to make our vantage point a little bit different. I, I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> Nor am I, but the officials are at the 50-yard line. And they seem to be having a good time discussing whatever they want to do. Well, it is Halloween. I don't know about fights, but it has been some thrills here. It's, it's a very uh, exciting football game. And we said this, we said at the beginning this could be a scary game for the Crimson, and it has turned into be that. Now, they fought from behind most of the night, uh, and in fact have never held a lead. Bullet uh, East put 10 points on the board before Manuel was able to score. Manuel was able to tie it on the next field goal, and then both teams scored in the overtime, and it was Bullet East who scored first. So uh, other than ties, Bullet East has led the whole game, and we are having a coin toss again. Did I mention that I'm not an official? <laughs> Nor am I. But Matt Bowles of Bullet East comes out to meet Joey Harness and Lane Tuxin. And we'll do another, and I guess Manuel being the visiting team will get to call this one again. Well, and, and it worked out fine, the, the first one, that Manuel was able to tie the score again. But if I'm either coach, I've got to have the football first. I want that football first, and I want to take it into the end zone. Well, it looks like Manuel's offense will come onto the field. It's time for the North goal this time. Tell you what, a lot of nice sportsmanship after the coin toss of Bowles. Tuxin and Harness patted each other on the shoulder pads and the helmets. I think there's a lot of respect between two good teams who've really put a lot of effort out on the field tonight uh, in, in a prelude to what playoff football is going to be like. Even if you're not at your best, you've got to come to play every week, and you're gonna, you've got to expect a dogfight every week come playoff time. And both of these teams have, have done well tonight to do that. Good sportsmanship, and we're getting ready, and Manuel's got the ball first. First and ten manual at the Bullet East 10. Tyler Ford is the only receiver from the Crimson split wide as Tuxton points to the right. Paul can play behind Harness. And it's going to be a handoff to James Clay around right tackle. Cuts it back inside. Good yard. Nice strong run by James as he's inside the, looks like he's down around the one yard line. 
Another good block by Texas. Lowrider had a good block on that play as well. And, and that, right, that right side has worked well for James Clay as he's taking the ball. And Clay has been pretty silent most of the game. Now's the time to, to make yourself known as we get into overtime. Second and three, actually. A little bit of confusion in the sidelines. Ford comes back in with the play. Still plenty of time in, but you can't dawdle too long on the sidelines to get the play in. Ford sprints to the huddle, calls the play. Less than eight seconds left on the play clock. Maybe a bit of hurry here, but not be too fast. One second on the play clock, and it's a pitch out to D.J. Hawk to the left side. He gets... Down close to the goal line. I don't think he's in. It's going to be third down. Manuel had to rush that play a little bit. They had to get the quick snap to Harness, and he did a good job. He got it off right before the clock picked to zero. Clay was out in front that time with DJ Hawk, but he really couldn't get any momentum. And this time it was the Bullet East team that strung out the play, and Hawk had nowhere to go. Ball on the one yard line, still picked up two yards. This is a big third down play for the Crimson's, and this is where the line has to set. Harness on the quarterback keeper on the sneak. No signal yet, but I think he's in for the touchdown. We'll touchdown, Daniel. Good Harness on the quarterback sneak. I don't know why it's taking so long for the official call. You, you think this game were on ESPN or something, and he was looking for a little FaceTime, but uh, clearly a big play. Big play there by Harness and a good line surge behind his center, uh, number 57, Blake Friedenberger there. And that put the ball in the end zone for the Crimsons, and, and I like that because now Bullet East at least has to think about throwing the ball, even though they completed a touchdown pass in the first overtime. Kirk Pierce is set to hold for Matt Burnett's third extra point of the evening. There's a snap, and this one again split the uprights. Burnett doing a really good job, and the snap was much better that time. Percy caught the ball right where a holder wants it, uh, just off his knee with his hands outstretched, where all he had to do was put it straight down, spin the laces, and Burnett put the ball through the upright. So Manuel, uh, this time, scores first. Uh, DJ Hawk taking it in after, uh, I'm sorry, Joey Harness taking it in after James Clay and DJ Hawk put it right down to the one-yard line with their power running. And so now it's up to the man of defense. This is the chance for the defense to win this football game. And all they have to do is stop Bullet East for four downs. But Bullet East does not have the luxury of being able to kick a field goal if they get stopped on three downs. So we'll see what's in four. First down, Bullet East. They work out on the fishbowl. It's going to be an end off Zach McCarthy's left tackle. Sure is already just anything there. Ball comes loose. The whistle had already blown. The ball it did is the ball shot back to the 20-yard line. Wayne Texan, Nick Brown, both of them in there on that play, along with Connor Wise, who's still in on the defensive line. So, again, the main defensive line coming up big. And Connor, Connor Wise, while you don't want him playing defense all the time, his big presence in the center of that defensive line adds a dimension and is helping to stifle the Bullet East offense. A little bit of change in personnel there by Bullet East as they bring in two different players. They bring in actually a wide receiver this time. No split to the wide side of the field. Bowles works under center. High formation. And then jerks up and calls a timeout there. Didn't like what he saw. Well, the clock was almost to zero, Dave, and he just didn't have time. He knew he wasn't going to get the playoff. And they, again, Bullet East, like Manuel earlier, can't afford to have the penalty. So Bowles did a good job, called a timeout. Uh, and we'll see. It looks like they're ready to split the, spread everybody out a little bit because all of a sudden it's a lot tougher to run between the tackles against this manual defense. 
So let's set, set the stage, folks. We're in the second overtime. Manuel has already scored and kicked the extra point. They have 24 points. Bullies has the ball on the eight-yard line. It's second down. They have to get the ball in the end zone to keep the game going. And uh, if they're on the extra point, if they're successful, they, they do have to go for the win. And uh, that's something the Bullies might consider, Buzz, that they've been very successful running the ball out of that wishbone tonight. And uh, absolutely. And with the strong power running that they've got, something like the wishbone or even that power eye, just let everybody go and turn them loose. But we'll see. They have to get it in the end zone first. Most of the fans are piled down around the fence on one side of the stadium. Everybody else on their feet is saying, Bulls, Bulls to his right. Under heavy pressure, throws a screen. Back to McCarthy. Is he in? Yes, he is. Touchdown, Bullies. That's quick. Didn't take them nearly as long to signal touchdown for him as they did for Absolutely not. They were. Jumped all over that TD, and that makes it 24-23. Now it's important to see where the Bullies will go for the win or play for a third overtime. And, a, and an excellent play by McCarthy there. That was not your textbook screen. Bowles sold that he was going to throw to the right, then turn him through back to the left, but he threw high. McCarthy, a tall receiver with good hops, leaped up, caught the ball, and... I think they're going for the win right here and here. That's what it looks like. He caught the ball turned and then used that drive. And you want to get your receivers like that, your strong runners, right in the open to use the drive. Down to this. One play left here in this football game. Bullities, trails by one. They're going for the win right here. Bowles rolls to his right. Rolls back to his left, and it's going to be incomplete. And the home going to win. 24-23 is double overtime. Bowles will win the same thing again. 24, 23, they threw back to the east side of the field and overshot his receiver. And that time, McCarthy couldn't make the leap to make the catch. Just a great play, actually a big play for Manuel. So, folks, Manuel has pulled out a, a, a stunning... Coming from behind, overtime win, 24 to 23, and it didn't look promising at certain points in the game, but we give the Crimson a lot of credit. That's right, Dave. Again, they come in and show a lot of heart and fight back. They only led once in this football game, and that's when it counted most at the end of it. Manual 24, Bullet East 23, and a double overtime thriller out here in Mount Washington. And fans, uh, you need to pay attention to these Crimsons and come out. They they may give us. Uh, cardiac arrest every week, but they have heart, they play hard, they play strong. And that reminds me, it seems like there's a pretty big football game coming up in a week at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Oh, I mean, there's more football to be played this there's year. There's more man. football to be played this year. There's a certain team that's going to be hosting us at Papa John's that wears purple and gold. We haven't talked about it all night, and I purposely did it, and I think you were doing the same thing. I wanted to get past this game before we talked about mail, but, man, but folks, the mail manual rivalry is next week. It's Friday night at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. We'll be on the air live with Old Goats Radio, but do yourself a favor and come out to Papa John's and watch a classic high school football rivalry. Come out and support uh, one of the greatest uh, rivalries at any level of football. And one versus Manuel. And one would expect both teams, I, I'm thinking, Mayo, tough game against Eastern tonight, but we would expect them to come in, uh, both teams 7-2. and two. And fans, for Old Goat Radio, from our Broadcast colleagues, John Wright and David Wright, this is Buzz Frank signing off from Bullet East High School in Mount Washington. Pete Mail.